Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Well, hello. It's time for episode five of Tuesday Night Jaw. I don't know why I've started this like a Radio 4 yeah, announcer. Yeah, it's exciting, man. <laughs> I'm really happy with it. Um, Hi. So, um, yeah, welcome. Episode 5. It's the round table, uh, as we always do after a, a large WWE uh, paper... Not even pay-per-views anymore. No, I don't, there's not a better term from... Uh, no. there, is spectacular. There? A yeah. WWE spectacular is what's happened at the weekend with, with Battleground. Plus, we had the draft last week. Um, plus loads of other stuff. So uh, I'm joined by three guests for us to uh, chat about this. And no one's ever complained about the length of these podcasts. Um, no one Thank has God ever... you said of these podcasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only person who ever complains about the length of these podcasts is John Briley, my business partner and co-owner of Progress Wrestling, who gets really angry the closer they edge to three hours. Nice. <laughs> so a couple of the roundtables have been three hours. The New Japan explanation special recorded in my front room was three yeah. hours. So, uh, and the Regal chat last week was like two hours, 20 minutes. So we're going to try and keep it at two hours, mainly because I've got a really pregnant wife and got to catch a train. So <laughs> if I miss the train and the baby gets born, it's your fault, listener. That's what we're saying. Um, anyway, guests. First of all, uh, it's the man behind the Distraction Pieces Network. Um, one of my favourite human beings in the world, a man who shares a birthday with my daughter, as he's just discussed with her. Uh, it's Scroobius Pip. Hello, how are you? I'm all right. Um, uh, did you like how excited I was t- to meet your daughter? I'm genuinely excited. I was like, I've seen you in, in, in your dad's show, and, and we've got the same birthday. It's like, all right, I'll go and sit down now. I think I'm a bit hyper for some reason. <laughs> it was weird, because yesterday, when I, I picked her up, because I've gone for the week, and yesterday I picked her up, and on the way home she went, we should probably listen to should you, I, I get to meet Scooby's Pit this week and I went yeah and she went, we should listen to his music on the drive home brilliant um, but I mean I had already downloaded it it's not, you're not getting any money out of Spotify <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you were on this is something I don't know if we did this if you'd done this when we talked last time but you've now been on Chris Jericho's podcast yeah I'd, I'd, I'd recorded it already but it, it's been out since our last one yeah, yeah on Talk is Jericho and uh, how, was, how was that experience it's great he's genuinely one of the best podcast hosts like, I've been on a load of podcasts he's and this is such a wrestling mark comment to say but in wrestling or in podcasts he's should be predictably good at putting people over because mm. he's brilliant at, at, at getting people over in wrestling yeah. like it, it, when AJ came in you're like perfect put him against 
against Chris. He'll put him over. It'll be great. The whole podcast is like asking all the right questions for me to tell good stories, asking the best episodes of distraction pieces to listen to and all things like that. It's like, man, yeah, he's cheers, good mate. at this. Did he at any point call you a stupid idiot? He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> um, but he... He, has, he knows people are talking about that now because he started doing it more. Yeah. So I reckon that's, that's it. We recorded it before he was doing the stupid idiot thing. So we recorded it end of last year. Otherwise, yeah. I would have bigged up Tuesday Night Draw. So it was pre-Tuesday Night Draw. I didn't realise it was that long ago. Yeah, it was ages ago. I, th- I assumed it was rubbish. Because <laughs> <laughs> we recorded it so long ago and he, he was like, yeah, it's going out soon. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm just not going to mention it. I feel a bit em- embarrassed. It's probably just crap. But it's it's gone down really well and he texts me um, proud that he's introduced and his words not mine um your s- sexy self to a, a lot of americans so that's that's the the warm text i got off mr jericho <laughs> just right, after it? it came out you're gonna yeah. get a text message off of someone uh you know it's calling me sexy I, I sometimes get text messages off someone else in wwe but it's mainly just bullying as anyone who listened <laughs> last week will be aware um second guest uh, a lot of you asked to have him back so uh, we got him back. I'm happy to have him back because he's my mate. Um, hello, Bees. Hello, mate. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I uh, I, I was dying to jump in there. The, like the like. Uh, so I've had to introduce Chris a bunch of times when we've done stuff on the Rock Channel yeah. with through Fozzie. Yeah, of course. Botched it every single time. <laughs> yeah. right? I never ever get nervous about anything or, or anything. So Chris Jericho walks in and I just went ha ha ha. Still gives me shit about it now. Every it's time we so do things, it's so lovely though, isn't yeah, it? So warm and pleasant. Yeah. One of my one of my most <laughs> retweeted things I've done in the last couple of weeks is when I, I stayed up to watch the draft, and I tweeted, "He better be wearing a colour coded scarf when he gets drafted," <laughs> and he did. And then I've never had more responses for people just going, "You were right." I'm like, I'm not. I made a joke. I made a guess, and I, and and it worked. And you were also right that night about their t-shirts, the 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 raw and the red and blue. Yeah. T-shirts, definite Matalan look on the, on the red and on the red and, bl- on the red and yeah. blue raw and smack that, well, that, well, bearing in mind, you know, um, apart from Warren letting the side down today, I mean, we're all we're all wearing we're all wearing black t-shirts because yeah. that's what wrestling fans do. I mean, <laughs> th- th- there's not an enormous colour palette. That's true. Uh, I, I, although weirdly, uh, and I'll, I'll mention my because my daughter's staying with me at the minute, and I ha- I didn't watch Battleground live, so I watched it last night with my wife and my daughter. Wife, kind of a wrestling fan. Daughter, not a wrestling fan at all. <laughs> and all she, all she could talk about is like, I like the New Day's outfit. I like the New Day's t-shirt. I like, I, I quite want a light up unicorn horn. I, yeah. you know, I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get, I get what that was. Yeah. 30, um, Thirty-three-year-old man, all about a unicorn horn <laughs> on my head. <laughs> yeah. And and once again, uh, Xavier Woods, if you're listening, just just get in touch. Get in touch. <laughs> get in touch. We'll do a special. Ah, this is what we'll do. Me, you, and Pip will play retro wrestling video games Brilliant. and record it and just put it out as a Tuesday night jaw. You know you want to. You Brilliant. want to hang out with us. I've got I've got all of them on my arcade machine in in my in my, my studio. So it's got all the old wrestling games on all the arcade ones and all the NES ones. Oh, you see, so got uh, so yeah, uh, WrestleFest. Wrestle yes, that's yeah. the one. That's me on when when on on the th- on the th- three days of UFC 200 where my mate Chris came and stayed. We periscoped me and him winning the tag team championship, <laughs> beating Legion of Doom um, on that. As I think I was Jake the Snake because yeah. in the game, his DDT is the best. The best thing as soon as you land that, it's over. So and and he was I think he was Hogan. I, I always like when you in Ultimate Warrior. If someone once someone was lying diagonally rather than horizontally, it meant yeah. you do his big splash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I once went on a I was thirteen, went on a school trip to the Isle of Wight. 
and there was an arcade near where I'll, I'll we were in there for three days I spent all my sort of money <laughs> on playing WrestleFest <laughs> such a good game because it's the best game and it's that's why, why emulators are brilliant um, <laughs> we, we need to have a wrestler on the show and that's what we always do and we haven't got any old wrestler on the show today no we have the waviest man in professional wrestling um <laughs> I'm not going to try and say fire because I can't do it as well as you. Um, uh, hello, body guy Roy Johnson. Yo. And that's the only Roy Johnson. <laughs> probably today is so. It's when I came in and went, mate, you can be off duty. You don't have to, you don't have to be body guy all the time. Big, and he was big like, sigh of relief. Oh, thank <laughs> God. <laughs> um, I still think you, the, and people will say to me, the time that you said fire in the way that you said it at uh, which uh, it was... It was day two of Super Strong Style 16. Yeah. Uh, Demand-progress.com, should you want to watch it. Um, and that is the most I've ever laughed at anything. And I have worked in comedy for 11 years. That is the most I have ever laughed. Uh, and before that, the most I'd ever laughed was the first time you ever called John Briley Jay Breezy. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's a combination of knowing that it's amused you by doing it, knowing that the crowd think it's hilarious because he's not the sort of person you ever call Jay Breezy. Um, and also, because you say stuff like that, and you can, I presume, just to crack us and all the other people who work backstage. Yeah, just pop, pop the boys. Because you, you were... <laughs> John probably didn't even know you were talking about him. He <laughs> <laughs> would have just been... Well, that's the best. Listen, <laughs> if we ever want to talk about John, what we've learned is we just make these podcasts three hours and we put them in the last hour of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, because you were ring crew and everything for us for ages. Yeah, often, yeah. You would often stand next to me when you were still yeah. training. I was a fan before that as well. You were, because I remember, because that's the thing, the first time I ever saw you at training mm. at the Projo, I remember turning up and thinking, that lad who sits in the front row all the time. <laughs> um, like, you had no training until that point. Um, no. Because you got the athlete, because you, you did powerlifting, don't you? So yeah, you've that's got, right, yeah. You've got, and, and all the, every time you talk about that and the medals and stuff like that, that's a legit thing. That's yeah. not, you know, you are you are the sort of man who can lift a car up if there's someone trapped underneath. If, if, yeah. <laughs> it's not happened yet, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, so, I mean, you've, you've done all right, haven't you? I mean, because when did you start training? Um, October 2014. So you're doing all right, haven't you? Yeah. You know, so, uh, and obviously, I mean, the, the real skills... Uh, I mean, you're obviously good in the ring, but the real skills come from from the rapping. And yeah, the, yeah, And the uh, body guy Roy Johnson waste man challenges. Uh, I like saying it that quick, like it's yeah. like it's a mortgage warning at the end of an. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and <laughs> like it's one of those things that you know, as a wrestling promoter, you go, I don't know, how funny an idea. Oh, it's really funny. This is because initially you were meant to be someone who came out and did that, and people went to boo you. But what's happened yeah. is people really like it. <laughs> Well, like when I pitched, I pitched that idea to John, at, like, training a while back, and um, it was kind of the idea came from watching old SmackDown episodes, and you had the uh, Rodney Mac White Boy Challenge, <laughs> and, that, and I was just I thought, forgot that. I thought nice. you well, in, in this day and age, you can't really call anything. <laughs> <that."> <laughs> oh, I wish so, you had. So, <laughs> so I decided to just change it, call it Wasteman Challenge, and I thought when I pitched it to John, it, it could be anything, hmm. you know, what have you. I was still healed at the time as well. And um, John liked it. First one I did it, um, kind of went really well and, and had a double turn with Carl Ashmore. So, yeah, it's, it's it, all right. <laughs> do, you, do you get, here's a question for you, do you get more nervous doing the rapping part of what you do or the wrestling part of what you the do? The rapping. I thought you would. Yeah, A, because I'm actually not a rapper and I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Mate, you've got a mixtape and everything. I've seen you trying to sell it. Yeah, but 
That was, that, that was deliberately crap. <laughs> <laughs> I recorded that in my car. It was, it, it, it was brilliant, and it, and it took a few takes as well. But with um, <laughs> see, the thing with with wrestling is, if I do something bad in a match, it's probably it's, it's forgivable. You can cover it up, maybe. You know, <laughs> if I fluff a rap, it's like, well, I've won. Now what happens? Well, well I. It's weird for me because, like, public speaking is my thing. Yeah. So, and it has been for years. So, me talking in a ring, I'd never really think about it. And when people say to me, "Oh, you're, you're quite a good ring announcer," I'm like, I, I, "I'm a comedian who mm. introduces some wrestling. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just doing." And I, it's only been this last year that I've started thinking, "Oh, I quite like saying people's names." Mm. Like, I've got the hang of saying certain people's names and trying to give it a bit of yeah, a yeah. bit of showbiz. But for a long time, my biggest fear was. It, what if I mess up someone's name? Yeah. What if I mess up someone's hometown? I've only fluffed a couple of things. I've got a, 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 not not a huge stutter, but I get a stutter sometimes, especially when I'm tired. Mm. And I really stuttered introducing Rampage Brown a couple of shows ago. And I, my brain, I was like, they're going to laugh at me. Um, what actually happened is the audience, you could hear the crowd just sort of go, is Jim all right? Because <laughs> <laughs> they've got so used to me doing Feeling it. Feeling of concern. It was just like, is he okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm fine. But I always wondered that because I know that for example, when, when Pastor William Eva um, won the Natural Progression series yeah. and we gave him a microphone and let him talk and immediately regretted <laughs> that decision, it's because he just, like, no, wow. matter how much, no matter how much I go down to the Projo and, 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 and you see me do this work, I'm yeah, getting yeah. people to talk and, and improvising, Glenn does the same. It's still, it's very different when we go, here's a microphone, 700 people listen, off you go. It's, yeah, yeah. Especially if we've given you loads you're emotional as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. knackered. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Completely exhausted. Um, Jim, are you familiar with the Buffer th- th- 360? See, this is this is so the ring announcer in in UFC is Bruce oh, when Buffer. He does, yeah, when he does the yeah, turn. So yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's weird. It's the craziest family because Michael Buffer the does all the boxing yeah. announcing, and, 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 oh, okay. and, and Bruce Buffer does the the, the 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 UFC. And every time it's a big event, he'll just jump and do a point. I've so seen like, this. In the blue, no, no, it'll be like, Brock, let, and he'll yeah, yeah. jump and point. And then for UFC 100, there was all talk he was going to do the Buffer 360. <laughs> and it was all this hype, and Joe Rogan had joked about it and was doing videos, and then he filmed it, and Buffer did it. And, and Buffer's an older dude, but he's always done, like, kickboxing and stuff, mm. so he's crazy flexible. And he jumps in the air and spun 360 to point, at, I think it was at Brock, to, to point at Brock Lesnar in the headlining match. And it was... Oh, I remember reading something excited. about this once, that he, he, there's certain competitors in UFC that he, he does slightly more for. Yeah. Than, yeah. And it's only a list of three or four people yeah. that he does slightly more for than he does everybody, everything else. Yeah. Because even in the UFC video games, you can see him really violently pointing. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a good well, thing. Well, Dan Hardy <laughs> used to really kind of get fired like he, he knew beforehand so Bruce had really be coming towards him as he's saying and Dan had a mohawk and had had fangs on his, his mouth guard and all that and was just like he'll just be growling at him he's like I don't even need to see the fight. This is the most intense <laughs> thing I've ever seen. He, he builds the way he says fighting yeah. throughout the night as well. He yeah. starts with fighting. Fighting. Yeah. And by the end, by the last one, he's like snarling, <laughs> spit flying all over. Fighting! I want the equivalent of of, of the Buffer 360 at, at the Brixton show. I want to know what all the right. Jim Smallman big delivery is going to be. I'll, I'll, um, we'll have to think of something and start to build that up. Do an Elvis-like, <laughs> Elvis-like splits. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Why have I just like said splits, that? That's the one. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Elvis-like splits is... Feel, oh, feel, is feel free to hashtag that, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Hate you all already. Um, um, the, most, the thing I've been tweeted about most this week, at Jim Smallman, hashtag Tuesday Night Short, the thing I've been tweeted about most this week uh, in terms of questions... 
Um, and I, I've got a load of your questions. I, I, you may, if you know anything about my private life, you may be aware that my wife is is about to give birth at some point in the next couple of weeks. So I'm kind of all over the place. So this show, I have prepared, and I've got loads of your questions, but I might have missed a few of them. Um, but the question I've been asked the most since yesterday is: so now SmackDown's live on Tuesdays. Uh, is Tuesday night jaw going to become Wednesday night jaw? No. <laughs> the first thing I said to these guys was like, why did they ru- ruin it for? We've just launched and planned this whole thing. Uh, oh, Smackdown's on Tuesdays now. Oh, wicked cheers. I mean, the reality is, we talk about, on these shows, we talk about Aurora a bit, but we don't really no. talk about it loads. The pay-per-view tends to take over most of it. So, And I, the other episodes I record when I'm out and about, I nearly always manage to do them over a weekend and put them out on Tuesday. So no, we're going to stay on a Tuesday. So... Um, yeah, so, I mean, so Tuesday night draw was drafted to to Raw. Is yes, what we're saying. Tuesday night draw. Yeah. We were not drafted to SmackDown. No, so we were drafted to Raw. Um, uh, and I, I mean, I've got we've got, we we have to talk about the the, the draft before we get onto um, uh, onto battleground. Um, I like to do an opening question. Um, uh, question. Uh, Burak Sezgin, who's a, a big Progress fan and a good lad, um, gave gave us today's opening question, which is. Um, and I'm going to presume we're all familiar with the work of Katsuyori Shibata, the New Japan uh, wrestler, who um, one of my best visual descriptions of a man ever. Uh, and if people will tweet him after the New Japan episode, is he's a man who looks like he works in a bank during the day and then does jujitsu at night. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> he is nails. Uh, he wrestled Brilliant. for Rev Pro a couple of weeks ago, which I think might have been his first appearance in the United Kingdom. Um, he's great and he likes kicking people really hard. So the question we've been given is, who or what would we like Shibata to penalty kick in the face? <laughs> <laughs> anything at all can be anything Damn, can be a concept I'm not bothered anything at all who or what my instant like? my instant reaction to everything like this is Ollie Murs but um... <laughs> do you know what I've got I've got a new Ollie Murs really nice bloke Oh, are you oh, kidding? Yeah, I did. Oh, really? I did a football That's program so with disappointing. him. I did a football program. You know when you're like you really want to hate someone? Yeah. And he was oh, he's so nice. Oh, that sickens me. Really into football. Just and he's like. He's just a nice lad, without trying to be all right, I'm a lad. He's just really, really tediously nice, and it bothered me. It's like hearing that Skeletor's a lad. (laughs) Gutted. It's like when... James Blunt has turned out to be the best person on yeah. Twitter yeah, in the world. It's like, damn it, Rival. this guy's hilarious. Rival's <laughs> Kevin Owens yeah, for yeah, his he's responses. Like genuinely hilarious. Yeah, he really does. He's that good. He, yeah, it's yeah. He's oh, unfortunately Ollie Murs is. So you have got to choose someone else. I will. Not Ollie I Mers. will. I'll have a think. See, about I'm it. I'm struggling here because it's it's out of order, but it comes from I can't remember who it was, but w- once l- late at night, someone just said to me, "Would you punch a sleeping lion?" <laughs> <laughs> is there a reward? Is there a reward? Or no, it's is it just, just it's for the just, lols? They're asleep, and, <laughs> and it's time your... to get away. I might have asked you it as is well. Is this your drunk cast now? Is this? Am I, I, drunk? Drunk? <laughs> I don't know. Someone asked me that. Would you punch a sleeping lion? Because it's like, and then you start thinking, well, how? Like, is there a cage to get over before he wakes up and can get me? So now I want that guy to <laughs> see. Punch I'd a worry about lion just to see if he can escape or get. Mauled. But also, where are you punching the lion? Because it's got to be in the face. It's got to be in the oh. face. Because if you if you hit it around the head, you back of the head, you're going to hit it in the mane, and then you, it's not going to yeah. make any damage. It's like yeah. it's like when they attacked Kevin Keegan with a baseball bat in the eighties, and that curly perm just sort of yeah. made the bat. Oh, I, <laughs> I mean, it's not particularly about the damage, Jim. I, 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 don't, I, I don't think you're going to knock it out in one. I'll one punch Pippi. I'll punch it. As long as I'll punch it, it's not. It could be awake as long as it's not looking. What I love is there's going to be at least one person who's listening to this out loud. Somewhere, I thought you were listening to a wrestling podcast. No, I'm listening to 
Listen to a man talking about punching a lion. <laughs> <laughs> this started talking about a Japanese man kicking people in the face and it's moved into a man punching go. a lion. So I'd run him to kick a lion in the face just to see if he can get away before he's eaten. Wow, that's good. Yeah. That is solid work. Thanks, um, guys. <laughs> Matt Hardy. Oh! oh. Matt oh. Hardy on his compound. I want to combine two askers. Right, I like... I like that whole final deletion thing yeah. because it's so bizarre. I like, but also I like films on the Sci-Fi Channel. Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I like things that have got giant crocodiles crossed with octopuses crossed with sharks in, um, and you know Kurt Angle playing a, a role in it. They're the sort of films I enjoy of an evening when I can switch yeah. my brain off. So, Final Deletion is both brilliant and terrible. I think we can all agree mm. with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and but at least TNA were trying to do something different and that is to be applauded and WWE did something a little bit similar the week after yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so clearly it's made people pay attention brilliant but I would like to combine that aspect of wrestling which is as far removed from reality as possible <laughs> with Katsuyori Shibata's <laughs> firmly kicking people in the face in no way sports entertainment doesn't even celebrate after matches just it. bows walks out Won the never open weight title, just went, cheers, walked out. Brilliant. That's what I want out of it. I want a combination of the two. Like um, but it also means that Shibata would have to do some of the other stuff. So you'd have Shibata maybe being chased by a drone. Maybe he just kicks a drone. Maybe the drone, we get a drone's point of view of being penalty kicked in the face. <laughs> I'm all right with that. <laughs> I love it. Chaps, your choices, if you have any. Um, does it have to be in the face? Ooh, let's see where this goes. Let's say no. Okay, if it's no, the way my back's playing up, it might actually... <laughs> <laughs> like, that penalty kick might actually give me the readjustment I need or something, I don't know. Um, if you're electing yourself, I like that. <laughs> mate, you're myself, put, mate, you are around. putting yourself over it. You're bringing an input in, I'm putting myself over it. <laughs> 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 Damn it. <laughs> Put me out, okay. Okay, we'll go to the face. If it's in the face, Donald Trump. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> easy. I think if, if, we're, if we're including concepts, whoever it is on adverts who makes the decisions to take brilliant songs and slow them down brilliant oh, like, the, the terrible like, acoustic covers of like stuff. always whoever whoever's decision anywhere that is to do that when you, them. When you went always I was thinking what someone's playing really slowly going body four <laughs> <laughs> no uh, when they do welcome the jungle all slow and when they do like any song like, based, that's I, been the thing on adverts John Lewis are to blame bear in mind right we're, yeah that's the thing because we're in Shoreditch there's someone out there now going well we've formed an acoustic folk trio Maybe if we do a cover version, we get out there now, a bit of buzz around us, we get the John Lewis Christmas advert, we are set for life. There it is. Mm. Free gingerbread, I believe, is what they pay you in. I don't know. <laughs> I think the money's in starting to do it with, like, smack my bitch up and, f and fuck the police <laughs> yes. and stuff like that. See, it's the other way. I keep, I keep saying to my daughter, I like, like my daughter really likes Sia, right? Yeah. And by default, it's made me like Sia. Yeah. It's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I've... I said, right, I really want... Before my Edinburgh show last year, I'd listen to three songs in a row. I'd listen to Don't Mess With Me by Brodie Dahl. I'd listen to My Girls, which is the theme tune of the song by Animal Collective. And I'd listen to Chandelier by Sia. And all I want out of life now is for someone to teach me to be an all right singer and let me sing in a thrash metal version <laughs> of Chandelier by Sia. Brilliant. And then my life's complete. I've combined my world with my daughter's world. Everybody's happy. I'll so. have an ask, Jim. Yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> of all the people in this room that can help me out, it's Jim. Sort of um... Let's let's talk about the draft. Um, so, I got tweeted a lot during the draft by people going, "Why haven't, why haven't they, why haven't they drafted Nakamura? Why haven't they drafted Samoa Joe? Because yeah. it's not a real draft. 
Um, it's not like the NBA or NFL draft. It's not real. Um, I'm fairly sure if you listen to this this podcast, you are familiar with the concept of the fact that they still have other brands that they've got to look after. Yeah. So you can't draft everyone from NXT. Because yeah. a lot of people, the six people they chose from NXT, when they said there's going to be six people from NXT, and people were like, well, clearly it's going to be Finn Balor and American Alpha and Nakamura and Samoa Joe. Well, then NXT will be defunct as a brand. Yeah. And also, they've just set up the main event for Brooklyn's NXT show yeah, exactly. so it's clearly not going to be Joe or Nakamura because mm. they're in that main event yeah. so it, it, a lot of people were angry and disappointed about it but the reality is you've you've got to it's like balancing you've now got balanced three rosters that draft isn't just about two rosters yeah. it's about three the NXT they, roster they effectively c- could have included NXT in the draft totally. mm. so so they get to say here's so each each round here's someone you can't take from us do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. I, I was a bit disappointed in that um, I I was talking to John and Glenn about this and I said here's my bold prediction and I, I said straight away Stephanie McMahon's going to be in charge of Raw Shane McMahon's going to be in charge of Smackdown this is before it had been revealed and I was quite proud I got that right and I'm going to say Stephanie's going to get the first draft pick she's going to pick someone like John Cena and then Shane's going to get the second draft pick and he's going to pick the whole of NXT and they just move NXT to Tuesdays that's what I thought was going yeah, to happen yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I was like if that does happen I am Nostradamus it didn't happen um, uh, so and we've got a couple of questions to guide us here. I mean if he picks the whole of NXT it, it does hell like one then you've got three wishes and my first wish is all the wishes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what it is um, so um, I'll, I'll use some questions to sort of kind of focuses in on this um, Callum Leslie uh, a friend employee of uh, Progress Wrestling um, uh, says um, who do we think was inexplicably low or inexplicably high in the draft if, if, if for me it was the ones that that, that made the most of it mm. like the, the the backstage interviews with Kevin Owens and Cesaro yep. I thought were both great and they both spoke out saying what what's going on a Cesaro's one was great because it felt like a shoot. Well, that's yeah. well, that's a question. I've been, one, of, one of the questions is uh, from Wayne Outram. It says, um, will Cesaro's, in inverted commas, shoot promo, yeah. it's not a shoot promo, wouldn't have made it aware if it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, hurt him in the long run? No, because no, okay. it's his character now. They, yeah. They're giving him something. I they're thought it was him... a little bit awkward on, on the Battleground pre-show because it was, it was trying to go along that same route, but it mm. didn't... It's, it was a bit jumpy. It's, it's, it struggled yeah. a bit. It didn't quite stick with the... I'm angry. It was yeah. And in the aftermath of what he did afterwards, it looked weaker. But like, like uh, Austin always says it on his podcast, where he where he talks about like people maximise the most when it's themselves dialed up to eleven. And so I think Owens has been testament to that. Like like his whole run and like getting that from Cesaro. And Cesaro did a promo the week after Vince said about the brass rings and and Austin was going like, what's the deal with Cesaro? Mm. Um, And he he did this, but like a little bit more restrained. I think that extra couple of months of frustration and just coming out. And even then, like the way he went off the back of that on Raw was like, it's like he's carried that on. Like that could be a real like, Lighting of the ticker tape for Cesaro. Yeah, and it, it just it makes him more interesting be, Hell because yeah. that is I've, I've watched him for a decade and love him and think he's a fantastic wrestler and most people appreciate how good a wrestler he is and most people appreciate how well conditioned he is and all this sort of stuff, but it is still sports entertainment. There's still mm. got to be a little hook that that brings you in. It, like Roy's a great example of this in that you are you 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 are good at wrestling, but. It's your personality thing that gives you that leg up, isn't it? Yeah, and you yeah, do I, I wouldn't have got anywhere near where I am at the moment if it wasn't for a little bit of um, 
personality, I guess. I'm trying to think of another word for it. <laughs> bit more wavy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to think you've just got a wavy thesaurus. <laughs> I have a I have a book, not a literal book, but of things that come out of my group chat and WhatsApp that I say that no one understands, so <laughs> wavy's one of them. Brilliant. Um another word that I'll probably use later on when we're talking about battleground is saxo. Um Anyone who wants to know what that is, go and Google the word Saxo, and um, you'll you'll get it. Um, <laughs> I, like it. It's like we, I like the fact we're just giving you homework at the minute. <laughs> yeah, 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 homework. Put the yeah. legwork in. Yeah, yeah. If you want to understand anything I say, then <laughs> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> I don't think Saxo's on Urban Dictionary. I think it's just something that's just someone said once and we yeah. picked up. But yeah, there's, there'll be many more. So if you find any. Tweet me and I'll tell you what it is. You see, you see the, the with the whole where people were positioned on the draw, this is the thing that makes me laugh is when they go, oh, Seth Rollins is the number one pick. Yeah. So mm. I think when you've got people right at the top, it's really positive for them. So Charlotte being the third overall pick, if you're being honest, if you're putting together, if you were doing this legit like me and Chris Brooker tried mm, to do a yeah. few weeks ago, mm. then you're probably not going to pick a women's wrestler third. Mm. And, and this is through no slight on women's wrestling, but you are going to pick... John Cena's going to be higher than her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was the obvious one for too low. Yeah. Because I always go, you always say, like, like, and Heyman did it as well. They did a thing on the network with ECW where they said, like, if you had the whole roster today, who would be your first pick? And he was like, John Cena. John's obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Because- a, long t- a long time ago, I was having a chat with, with William Regal when I was supporting him on tour. And we were talking. He, he was talking about Progress's policy of not using many imports. And he said, why don't you use many inputs? And we went, well, because we've got a lot of people here. And also, a lot of it's down to money. Like, it's expensive to bring a lot of inputs in. And he went, yeah. He said, there's only one wrestler in the world who's a draw anyway. Yeah. And I went, who? And he went, John Cena. She's the only person. He would sell out. An arena. I, I, I slightly disagree. And I think if, if I could convince CM Punk to come wrestle for progress, I'm fairly sure. I'm fairly <laughs> I'd sure. I'd sell we'd my house. Uh, yeah, I'm fairly, sure I could, <laughs> I'm fairly sure I could sell 10,000 tickets. Um, but... But I, I, I get where he's coming from. He's the only person who consistently over a decade, his popularity mm. has never really gone up or down. And we'll get into him a bit at Battleground, but he's also, mm. at the minute, one of the most unselfish people. So he's not going to be sitting in the back yeah. going, a bit of a diva about the fact I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm going to SmackDown, I've been chosen quite late. He's actually just going to sit there and go, not bothered. Yeah. I, I, I am here. When they need me at the top of the card, when they need me in the middle of the card, I'm here and I'm always going to get people he's, over. It's yeah. just the consummate a professional as well because the fact is he he's also aware he's, his, his acting career is taking off and mm. going well so he's, he's, he's happy to kind it? of be there and he's got, he's got a load of stuff lined up and he's he seems seems happy to be there again in in a pay-per-view to be in a a, a six-man tag that's not really a John Cena spot tra- traditionally no. really John Cena's going to be a, yeah. at the top of it somewhere or fighting for a belt and just being in you know and leaving the mic time to Enzo and Cass as well, yeah. like and properly taking a back seat, and 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 really and putting him over, like keep going. To this guy's, you know, and, and yeah. being he looked like fake honoured yeah. to be included as a well, G. Just, and stuff just, like that. It, he looks a little bit like, and maybe it's because he's got something else going on. And if mm. you know, he looks like he's enjoying himself. I, it sounds weird, but the minute I started, like I started having wrestling as well as comedy in my life, I started enjoying comedy more because yeah. it was becoming yeah. my job. Yeah. And and I, I do think there's 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 something to say for that. Yeah, I don't I think, I think the the interesting point during the draft was when, for me, was when Nia Jax got drafted. Mm. Now 
there's Nia Jax is good and she's grown on me. I, I yeah. didn't rate her much to start with. I now think she's great. I think she's also she's different in that she is she's kind of because she's bigger. She's kind of the, the sort of anti diva that that. Um, the, when TNA had a really hot sort of streak run with the knockouts being really good was mm-hmm. when it was Awesome Kong and Gail Kim who I watched them in Coventry having a match on a house show and I was like this is phenomenal I'd never yeah. seen apart from on uh, from watching Japanese stuff and seeing Sarah Del Rey in, in the States I'd not really seen women wrestle that well it was it was tremendous and I think when when they went we're drafting someone from NXT and everyone went okay and they went Nia Jax and everyone went no you could hear yeah. the audience go no that was you were meant to say Bailey that's what you were I, meant to say yeah. Bailey or Asuka that's what you were meant to say I thought until they I said it though because as soon as, as they said it everyone you said it, it makes sense she's the only one you could yeah. bring over that mm. brings something absolutely, absolutely new totally to agree. that, that division. everyone else there's some good people but there's kind of equivalents already in the women's division yeah. or yeah. things like that she's the one that you could draft that right different matches can be mm, had here totally. completely mm. different styles of matches wasn't that like a last minute switch though because she Bailey crazy as well, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. In, like, like when they cut to the. Well, what was interesting is there was, uh, and how much you can read into this, um, but a lot of uh, the people responsible for the, uh, I don't like using the term, the dirt sheets, um, mm. the day before the draft were saying no one knows where they're going yet. Yeah. Now, um, I, I find that hard to believe, but mm. knowing the the writing process for something like Raw and SmackDown, they've got to come up with nine hours of television yeah. a week. So they are still going to be having writing meetings on Monday lunchtime before they start recording that show. So there's every chance that Mm. people, they probably went, right, we know roughly the top few I mean, when we put in a progress show together, we know roughly how it's going, but it's only a couple of days before that we really nail everything in. And we only do one show a month. So when they had had the reactions of of the NXT, Taylor, if she did know, she's a phenomenal actress and that will really benefit in wrestling. Because genuinely, she just seemed so shocked and broke mm. up and, and fell apart was just yeah and I always look at like if I'm talking to my missus about women's wrestling she's always the only ones that she likes are ones that she looks at and goes they're a legitimate badass yeah. so she likes Sasha Banks yeah. she likes uh, Asuka a lot yeah. and she likes Nia Jax yeah. and the Bailey nia Jax match that um, I watched live at NXT at Wembley in December yeah. I remember at the time not being too fussed about it I went home and watched it back with her and she was like no you need to see this bit this bit's really good and, mm. and it was having that story of it, having a big lad in in men's wrestling is really easy having someone who's a lot bigger and you know the smaller wrestlers can't slam them and stuff like that mm-hmm. and having that size dynamic is really easy to do with male yeah. performers because there is the whole spectrum between 5 foot 8 inch in the case of Callisto 5 foot 5 inch cruiserweight all the way up to someone who's over 7 foot tall mm-hmm. In women's wrestling, that's hard. You know, um, I, I, weirdly, the, the the opening tag match at Battleground, I've met three of the, the girls involved in it, and I was astonished how small they all were. Yeah. Like, yeah, like particular Sasha Banks in particular is mm. really, really short. Yeah. Um, and um, so again, that's, that suddenly makes a great opponent absolutely. for Nia Jax. That's, yeah. that's that's phenomenal. And she's, she's tough. Like yeah. it's more than just physicality. Yeah. She's not just big. Mm. Like the whole crack in the knuckles thing. Like everything about. The psychology of what she does is nails. Mm. So yeah, I like I, I'm with you. First, when she first came in, I think it was with the the Samoan Dynasty sort of sort of thing that yeah. everyone like. There's a lot of hype and anticipation yeah, 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 on yeah. that. Mm. But like now that that's mellowed out and she's been able to kind of grow her own flavour. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited by the prospect of her throwing Sasha Banks into orbit. I even <laughs> I even like what they've done. 
because um, obviously the lower down, you know, they did the, the, the supplemental draft, as it used to be called. So they, they did the, all the people who didn't go. And yeah. I was surprised at how low people like the Usos were, who've been always been really at the top of the card, and then it's like, mm, no, well, you are going to be drafted quite near the, near the bottom. Mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily we can read too much into it. What I do like is that WWE are potentially doing something clever with... Heath Slater which is quite fun because weirdly all of a sudden my name got tagged in a load of articles about wrestling on the internet to do with Heath Slater Um, uh, because they um, they did the whole thing with him being uh, being not being drafted and then there was talk of him like being sent to being sent to the United Kingdom and all of a sudden I was being mentioned in articles going oh maybe he's um, I know nothing um, yeah. I don't know. He'd probably be welcome. I know at least the guy, like Tom, the guy who's behind Wrestling Memes, the Twitter account, yeah. the very funny Wrestling Memes Twitter account, yeah. is obsessed with Heath Slater yeah, and has bothered me a lot this week, saying, "Please, please employ Heath Slater." Um, I can't really. I mean, we don't really use many imports, but I mean, Mr. Slater, if you're listening, even if you want to just come on Tuesday Night Jaw, then yeah. you know, at Jim Smallman on Twitter, mate, just get in touch. That's what I'm saying. I, and also, you've got you've got a really good haircut. Yeah, he, he he he's got a good haircut, isn't he? He has, he has. Do you know what he reminds I me? I think of? he's a metaler as well. He's oh, got that vibe about. Yeah, him. he has. I mean, even when he was do- choosing the font for his Heath Slater stuff, exactly it's like that. you know what you're <laughs> exactly, doing. Exactly. Now, all, mate. all those little touches just scream metal. You know what you're doing. <laughs> um, one final question about the draft before we get to battleground uh, from Gary James uh, Heron. Um, who will benefit most from the draft? Um, I'm going to come out with a really because this podcast is quite positive. I'm going to come out with with a really tedious happy clappy answer and say the fans are going to benefit the most from the draft yeah. um, <laughs> and, uh, but, and this is not this is this is a legit thing the problem we had before is not everybody could get on everything so even though Raw's three hours long and Smackdown's mm-hmm. two hours long there was a tendency for certain people to be on both of them yeah. and it meant that we didn't get to see lots of new people we didn't necessarily get to see and, and we'll talk about Raw at the end of the show but Raw this week is really good. It's really good. Really, really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that would be because they've done, and, and they will have learned from, because the, the last time they, they split the brands, it wasn't necessarily great. Yeah. I don't like, personally, I don't like the whole kind of, oh, Raw versus SmackDown. I, and it's something that really bothered me at the end of, of Battleground. Mm. Uh, at the end of the title matches, like faces and heels from the same side of the roster coming in to celebrate with the champion. Yeah. No, that's no, not. No, no, no. no, it's just who being you work he- for. Being yeah. held by the bloke who's just lost cousins. Yeah, the Usos. Absolute shade. And it's and it's like no, you wouldn't you wouldn't be like that. It's not like a sports team. It's still you're still an individual performer performing against everybody else. So that side of it makes no sense to me. But. You only have to look at... I'm sure SmackDown tonight would be great. Yeah. But you've only got to look at how good Raw was last night. It's one of the best Raws in a long time. How good Raw was only hit me three or four hours later because... Mm. And we'll get into it, but just because of confusion over one of the things that started the show off. Yeah. Or, or, or or the new belt. Again, there's there's going to be spoilers in this. Yeah. The Universal mm-hmm. Galaxy. The U- that was the bit. That, as soon as they said, "Oh, the, and their new the new heavyweight title is is the Universal Championship," yeah. I spent the rest of that episode being like, "The Universal Championship." Yeah, like, definitely. Is that right. is that real? Is that it? Just seemed it defi- ridiculous. It definitely sounds like the sort of belt that I used to make up on the Mega Drive. Yeah. So that yeah. genuinely made <laughs> me watch Universal the whole Champion. show a bit confused, and then it, as if like a few a few hours into that, I was like. That's a really good episode of Raw. That was it. Yeah. You know what? Do you know what it was? It was like the universal. Do you know what it was with the title? Bell. The name of the title. You know when you're a kid and you get in an argument with a mate. 
yeah. and you keep trying to come up with a number. Yeah. <laughs> someone goes, well, I, 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 I hate you times a million. And then someone goes, I hate you times infinity. That's yeah. what's happened there is they've yeah. gone, what's better than the world? The universe. The universe. And that's how it's been now. And, and, and we've got the WWE universe, so, so yeah. it makes sense. We can yeah, tie well, it in. Oh, it's weird. But, the universe. Uh, and, and again, we'll, we'll get more into Raw in a bit, but also they referred to professional wrestling a lot more than sports entertainment on Raw this week. They Little did. Sort of mm. things. They did. They kept saying the phrase professional wrestling. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, Interesting. I picked up on that. Yeah. Like, these are the, and they are talking about Finn Balor in particular. The announced team as yeah. well, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. Oh, we're all over the place. Yes. Well, battle, yes. that, that, that's what I was going to say, because Battleground question. was also absolutely amazing. Like, we're, t- we're talking yeah. about how good Raw was. Battleground. And, and we had this after... What was the one before Mania? Roadblock. Roadblock. Yeah, that was the yeah. Saturday night. And, and we were saying about that, how it seemed like a pointless card. It was an amazing event. Mm-hmm. Really good. And this was a similar one. It yeah, was like, absolutely. It was a fucking great event. I've copped out on my answer and said the fans. So who are you yeah. guys saying is going to benefit most from the draft? Who's going to benefit most? Bray Wyatt for me. Yeah. Bray Wyatt. I think Bray Wyatt's been lost in the mix a bit yeah. for a while. And I, I love Goff in it. I love Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I, I absolutely love him. Like To be able to be genuinely menacing in a PG era is not easy. And yeah, no. they still manage it. Yeah, um, uh, and he's been... like They've kind of... I know that people go like, oh, it doesn't matter who wins and loses, really, like as long as it, the whole thing gets over. But I think the Wyatts being serial feud losers, like rubber matches, mm. Bray's always been overlooked. I think being on SmackDown with a smaller cast and smaller quote-unquote top names, mm. I think this is a chance for Bray to really take a like a, take a stamp on mm. on SmackDown. I um, I had an idea. Ziggler the same. I had an idea the other week to... Um to attempt to sum up every single wrestler in the WWE with one sentence. And it started because I had a summing up of, of Bray Wyatt. And this comes because I really wanted to be a music journalist when I was a teenager. And I realised that the enemy in particular, the way they used to review bands, was say that a band was like another band, but on a type of drug. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That was how all their journalism was done yeah. when I was like 19, yeah. 20. Um, so I thought maybe I can sum up everyone in the WWE in with one sentence, and I only, I've only done Bray Wyatt so far, um, which is he's like Jake the Snake Roberts if he was a villain in True Detective. Nice. <laughs> oh, I love it, and love I'm quite it. proud of that. Yeah, um, so I might try and do some more, or just tweet me yours. Uh, it's easy. Brock Lesnar is like Brock Lesnar on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> Pip wins. Good night, everybody. <laughs> if you want Pimp's address, it's. <laughs> Don't, does anyone else think? And this might just be my wife thinking this. Does anyone else think that? Brock Lesnar looks like Raoul Moat. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's got that look about him. Sending Gaza. Sending Gaza. When they're doing that thing where they're holding up the sponsors behind them, there's just Gaza there with a fishing rod and some chicken. Who are we saying? Um, the obvious one's Finn Balor after watching Raw, but I'd probably go with Braun Strowman. Well, yeah, I mean, and they gave him a new haircut. Yeah, I like his new haircut as well. It's pretty cool. It, He's and I know he's one of those people that, that purist wrestling fans are always going to go. Well, he's he's not been around that long, but I mean, obviously, he's a strong man. Yeah, yeah. Um, they could have just called him Braun Strongman. Yeah, they could. I'm never going to big strongman. Just big strongman. Big strongman. Just quite literal. Big strongman. Broad strongman. There was a wrestler in there was a wrestler in New Japan called Strongman for Brilliant. a long time. Two words. Um, but I, I think you're right. I think he's he's still got a long way to go. But he's 
he's one of very few monsters that hasn't been tainted by being yeah. around for a long time. Yeah. You know, uh, Kane and uh, Undertaker when he's when he's around and Big Show are all they're all fine, hmm. uh, but you, you can't kind of can only really use them now to put someone over. You can't necessarily use yeah. someone to go on a massive killing spree yeah. like. Like the, the best big man I remember the two really good big man killing sprees I remember watching when I was a kid were Earthquakes one mm. yeah. where he uh, he squashed Jake the Snake snake and then he Hogan's broke ribs. he broke Hogan's ribs yeah. um, and that was great and made me just because not enough big fat wrestlers anymore either there needs no. to be more of them and, and then Yokozuna yeah. Um, just killing jobbers with a leg yeah. drop um, so sitting on people sitting on people yeah, yeah. The, the problem I've got with that is they also gave Braun Strowman a new finishing move the reverse um, choke slam, isn't it? The reverse yeah. choke slam, which number one looks a bit silly, and number two is the worst name ever because it's not a choke if you're not it's, holding uh, their it's, throat. It's, it's not the reverse neck massage. It's, it's not a reverse <laughs> choke slam. It's like calling the Superman punch a reverse super kick. It's, it's, like it's not choking. It's it's a different. I don't know what you call it, but it's not a reverse. No, I get you. You just give it a name. You'll probably get a name. Like, <laughs> you're choking them with a choke. I don't. I don't know if I can make this any clearer. But with a choke slam, you're choking someone. It's oh. strong man slam. <laughs> the strong man slam. Oh, it's 1983. Who's <laughs> 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 have got the most obvious name? <laughs> <laughs> the year is 1983. Um, Pip, did you choose one? Um, I, I would have gone with, as as you said, the most obvious, but from Raw pretty much the factual one of Finn mm. you can't say that mm. that he's come in and again spoiler alert etc etc but the dude's come in got gone straight away to earn a title shot at one of the big four events mm. which we before we were discussing we'll yeah. probably headline it yeah um, against the person that genuinely a lot of people think is the best in the company at the moment yeah mm-hmm. man and also, from how my can, point of view, how can, you, how can you benefit more than that? Wrestling nerd me from five years ago has just gone. Oh, oh my, oh my God! It's it's Prince Devitt against Tyler Black, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. just, my brain has exploded. And battling for the universe belt, yeah. <laughs> which I like. I, I, I really, I really hope it's just got a big, like, just a solar system on it in glitter. That's what I want. Just, I'd like it if it turns out they're sponsored now. By Universal Pictures, and, <laughs> and this is just a really discreet easing it in. But when the belt comes out, it's just the Universal logo. Or maybe they tried to get it. And they can only music yeah, to, yeah. The, to the. Maybe, maybe they tried to get it, and they can only be sponsored by Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> or Galaxy Gal- Chocolate. chocolate. <laughs> um, well, the chocolates are available. Um, or Mars bars. Uh, Mars oh, bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. Mars protein bars, even. Oh yeah, because yeah. uh, yeah. weirdly, because uh, following a lot of wrestlers on Instagram. It seems this has been the month where all wrestlers have discovered Mars protein bars. I only ex- knew they existed today, so that's why. I've How many of you eaten today? I've not had one yet. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know where to get them. So, whenever, whenever you can't hear Roy, Roy talking, he is eating a protein bar. Um, that is the commitment to muscle mass that he has. It's <laughs> brilliant. Um, right. Accurate. Battleground. Um, before we get onto the show, the main show, the pre-show, which I didn't watch last night and then watched this morning. Um, the pre-show uh, with Bree- they are called Breeze Dango now, right? Breeze Dango. Breeze Dango. Breeze Dango. Yeah. Why are they not called for Breeze? It's <laughs> <laughs> not my joke. Someone tweeted me that a couple of weeks ago, and it's been in my head ever since. And I'm sure I retweeted at the time. Whoever you are, thank you. That's so fair. But they need to. Be- Why are they not called for Breeze? Yeah, it um, makes sense. Backed, backed all the way. Um, so for Breeze, uh, beat the Usos, which which seemed like a bit of an upset. And what got me was it was kind of a big pop. And it was in the, the show's in Washington, so 
the, the crowd in Washington are not it's not like New York or Philly mm. or Chicago it's not super 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 smart mm-hmm. you know uh, it's not really a wrestling hotbed so it's not like they're popping going oh good someone who we didn't expect was winning it just see, mm. it felt like mm-hmm. a really big pop for a team that have kind of been thrown together but but the in this one and in, in, in the week or two before have been wrestling really good and, and we discussed this before I didn't get into NXT when Tyler Breeze mm. was and it was great which was great, great and everyone yeah. loved him so yeah. I've only seen him on the main roster and I've been like this mm. guy's rubbish why, why is everyone excited about this in this tag team I think they're both looking pretty good and again it's I think it's great of the Usos to mm. be well, it probably wasn't up to them but it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a really good 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 moment. In, t- in terms of the crowd, do you think it might be a bit of guilty by association with Roman? Well, this is a point I'm going to make later mm. on. They got drafted really, really low. They've Ugh. just they've just lost. I don't think it's the crowd turning on them. I think this is, it might be a little bit of, because Roman Reigns is still at the top of the card. They're not going to push him down at the top of the card. And what's weird is last time we did, last time we did a round table, yeah. I got on the train and people were tweeting me going, well, I better know what the round table's about this week. I'm like, Absolutely not. It yeah. happened while we were in the yeah. studio. Yeah. Always and the we way. didn't know. So Always the I'll, way. I'll worry about what's happening while we're doing this now. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, he's not going to get... In the same way that after the curtain call in Madison Square Garden in, in 1996, there was no way that um, Shawn Michaels, who was WWE champion at the time, was going to get pushed down the card. Mm. No way in a million years. Um, but Triple H did. Yeah. Mm. And I don't know if if it's a knock-on effect there or it could just be that you know their spark has gone a little bit and they need to be a bit of reinvention maybe taken away and sometimes that really works I sometimes in the case of uh, of um, of the the shining stars are they now called yeah, yeah. yeah. it doesn't work no um, uh, and and it's a shame because those two lads are really talented but it, it, I don't know I quite like the Usos yeah. I don't like I've, I've, I've liked them on, 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 on the shows recently there's been some backstage interviews with them in just trackies and yeah. jackets and they look they seem good and also, then they come out in their face paint that and it, again it seems a bit dated and a bit as I said it's a bit but also tired now. they're properly hard do you yeah. know like yeah. whenever yeah. I look at any of the Samoan lads I'm like yeah. That's well, you can handle yourself. yourself. When yeah. they did that, get pushed down and then come back kind of yeah. angry. When they did that run with the club, like just watching them be be harder because yeah. they've always been the kind of fluffy yeah. tag team that you put yeah. with Cena. Like watching them be a bit grittier. Was, yeah, definitely was rad. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think the I think the Usos are all right. I, ju- I, I just uh, I can't help but think that the, the, the Usos crowd. are a Greek alcoholic tag team. Probably. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I like, but I, I think it feels like it felt like the crowd of because the heat's been nuclear. Yeah. With yeah. rains, like even on the run up to it, so it does feel like people have just gone. They're yeah. associated. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's. I I think there's. They've had some really good tag team matches in the last couple of years, but they're always going to be a little bit. They still feel a bit cartoony, yeah. do you know. And it, part of it is the face paint and stuff like that. Yeah. I think if you made them, like, like you say, you don't need to. There, there are big, tough, hard Samoan guys wrestling in Japan, who, and there are big, you know, there are big, tough, hard Samoan guys in UFC. Yeah. You know, you don't. You just make them be big, tough, hard mm. Samoan guys, which is kind of what Reigns' gimmick is now. It's really mm. interesting that they're kind of stuck because of who they are as 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 brothers. No one's ever talked about. Them possibly splitting up no. or having any. No, there's no. Yeah. There's no option of them having a solo run because mm. they've been built so much as the same person. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. you yeah. don't. You don't know who's who. So there's never going to be a Sean and Marty. Team, uh, that's it. Any other no. team that's window. been big and then have dropped down, you'd be saying, "Oh, it's time for, 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 
yeah. for big cast to go solo yeah. or whatever yeah. else. But with them, it's like either they go away or get re- or reinvent. It's yeah. not it's not an option. Uh, it's not the super kicks though. Like the, the it's OTT. I think with the with the. Mate, if you ever watched like, the young, watch <laughs> the young bucks, that's, that's exactly what I was getting at. Like, <laughs> but it's like we know the young bucks exist. So hearing JBL throwing the super, super kick, kick party yeah, things yeah. and all the rest of it, it's like oh, yeah, they're cool enough on their own. They don't mm. need to yeah. to lift that. And also as well, I always look at whenever the Usos are into it, and especially when they do uh, the stuff like um, what's the, the the show where they they're out in the cars together and they're traveling. Ride ride along, ride along, and. They always come across as like when you see them doing stuff like that, like proper away from the spotlight out of character. Yeah. You're always like, "Oh, you guys are funny," and you know, you, whenever I've heard on podcasts, it's just like yeah. you're naturally funny and entertaining. Let's do stuff with that because your yeah. dad was naturally funny and entertaining. And unfortunately, your dad got given a ton of terrible gimmicks, yeah. <laughs> like the Sultan, where his tongue had been cut out and he wore a mask. Yeah. Uh, or that's not the wor- that's not the worst <laughs> Fatu gimmick. It yeah. really isn't. And people are going the Rikishi one with the, the, his ass out. No, that wasn't the worst it, one. Um, the um, the one where he was uh, the just wants to make a change one. He was just going and talking to kids in inner cities. That was yeah. the worst. One. <laughs> this is <laughs> going back to two questions earlier now, but of Piccolo and going to benefit. I didn't even think of Naomi because I think she's a great wrestler. Mm-hmm. And I think she's really now she's on now. There's the separate brands. Yeah. I think she could could come into her own. Yeah. A bit. And again, mm-hmm. I thought of it because of her on the ride-alongs and that as well. Yeah. Yeah, They're yeah. all really engaging and really funny and lovely yeah. people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Bum finisher hurts her though. I like it. I think it's good. I'm into it. Her bum's quite meaty though, isn't it? Yeah. So, it's a meaty uh, bum. I don't, it's, I don't it's, think <laughs> this is the first time the phrase "she's got a meaty bum" yeah. has ever been used. <laughs> not, not for me on this podcast. Not clearly not in. Yeah, not for me. Not in, <laughs> not in Roy's <laughs> private life. <laughs> um, <laughs> not um, in Roy's group messages. <laughs> yeah, not in the group chat. Definitely not in the group chat. Apparently, that's what that word means that he used earlier on. Um, so uh, we started the show properly. Um, started out with Charlotte and Dana Brooke against uh, Sasha and her mystery tag team partner who ended up being Bailey. The crowd pretty much expected it to be Bailey. I don't think any did any of us think it was going to be anyone other than Bailey. No. Um only in that we might be let down being someone not Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, so quite, the, the whole bait and switch like they're all expecting yeah. Bailey and and it's Nikki Bella which I wouldn't mind cuz I love Nikki Bella but hmm. um I think Summer Ray teased that it might be her and I was like oh please god no <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, Summer, Ray's, just, Summer Ray's great now she's a heel yeah yeah, no, yeah. Wait, I, just, I don't like her I just don't, yeah. like, her. I don't like her face no, really <laughs> <laughs> not gonna meet you but, um, <laughs> I don't like her don't like her face wow um, but the crowd got exactly what they wanted yeah, yeah. but that's the thing there's something this is something that we talk about in, in progress booking meetings sometimes is is whilst it's really good to be Vince Russo and try and surprise people all the time sometimes catharsis is a really nice thing and people go in I really hope it's Bailey really hope it's Bailey yeah it's Bailey that is that yeah. you get sometimes you get an amazing reaction out of a surprise and sometimes you get an amazing reaction out of oh good this is happening and it's, it's you can feel it's, that with the reaction as well yeah. it's kind of like oh PP Bailey, PP Bailey, PC Bailey, Bailey comes out, they all go mad. So yes. it's, kind of, it's no mistake yeah. that open the show. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And that's gonna get the crowd on board, get everyone. Also, on board. it's yeah. it's yeah. brilliant for the new era of women's wrestling, and we banged on about this a, a bit. It's nice that they've been treated as equal athletes to the men. They're not being the whole divas thing seems to be going to the wayside. Yeah. Um my wife always says there's still too much hair flicking for her own good. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't like the the 
the, the way, because I watched it with my wife and my daughter, and it, it didn't happen so much in this match. It happened more in the women's match later on. But it does feel that if you're a male wrestler, there's a load of ways you can be a heel. Yeah. If you're a women's wrestler, there's only really one way to be a heel, which is to be kind of arrogant. Mm-hmm. There's not, and very, there are different ways of being arrogant. You know, Charlotte's arrogant because, you know, she's a tremendous wrestler. But then Natalia's arrogant because she's a tremendous wrestler. Yeah. And it's that kind of always smiling and sort of flicking the hair. And yeah. it's like, what, what I'd really like to see is, I'd like to see in WWE the female equivalent of Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Of someone <laughs> who's allowed to be a nutcase. Yeah. Because that was really the one that works. Was with Raven in WCW Daphne. Back in the day. Daphne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. still wrestles. So, oh, you killer. Know, yeah. Although at the moment, Jericho is playing the female heel role. He's he's doing he's doing here he's doing he's flicking he's your his mate hair now don't he's, do this he's flicking his hair and he's he's doing that the, his his heel role is a typical female heel of being of being arrogant of being pompous yeah. of, of flicking his hair and all that but that's the thing it, but it's but great. he can be you know but he's been he's got different facets to his heel persona yeah. is, is my point yeah. is he has done the yeah. thing with one of my favorite ever runs with him is him with the reborn Shawn Michaels mm. and and all the stuff he was doing with him and yeah. just you know just really being horrible yeah. and so he can do all Smacking that sort of wife. stuff yeah and that side of things i think there's and again it comes down to the Nijax point yeah you know Nijax could be an unstoppable heel monster because she's so much bigger than yeah. a lot of mm. the other women and it's it does feel that women's wrestling and it, part of it is not WWE's fault part of it is down to a stereotype that means that it's really really hard to come up with other gimmicks yeah. and I'd love it if someone at WWE was going right we need someone because like Paige would be right for, for being being quite psychotic yeah. like, because she's already a bit of a goth and it would fit and you could just all you got to do is just ramp up that side of things or, to 11 or ODB in TNA yeah, it was absolutely. well exciting it was in yes. sales again I hadn't watched TNA in years and I flicked over and I was like who the hell is this? Yeah. This is this is brilliant because it was just it wasn't. Well, they that almost did it with Alicia Fox, didn't they? And she had that. Well, she was nuts. Yeah, yeah. that was brilliant. It was yeah, yeah. And we were just walking across was, the barrier and pouring coke over her head and stuff. It was yeah, wicked. Yeah. There's something interesting about the crowd. So I, I, I went to the Raw uh, before Mania 31 in LA, and something yeah. that was really interesting to me uh, was. Like, the crowd, being an LA crowd, was totally cheer the faces, boo the heels. There was only one role reversal, and that was people cheered the Bellas, but booed Paige and AJ Lee, whose whole thing on the run-up. So that was be an individual, be yourself, and all the rest of it. And I wonder if, because there's... It's the most LA thing in the world. Yeah, because, because there's more... Because there's more female stereotypes. I do wonder if it's... If it's the... If you're going to be heel, you... That's the way to go. Mm. Is it like even when mm. their their message was super positive, and as yeah, someone yeah. who comes from an from alternative community, yeah. it was like, what the hell? Like these people are, are actually like yeah. their actual message is exactly like a a killer message yeah, for, for young people the, and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, but also, but, there's there's loads of scope if you look at, at UFC, and and it's for me when I whenever I talk about women in UFC, it's not. Ronda Rousey and Holly Holm and people like that I think about it's uh, and the name has just temporarily escaped me and people probably ought to uh, tell me is uh, the, <laughs> uh, the, straw, the women's strawweight champion yeah, uh, yeah, Polish yeah, Polish girl Joanna Jonjajczyk who was briefly known as, as Joanna champion but now which is this is the best thing that's not through our own mean everyone refers to her as Joanna Violence what a name to take because all the journalists started to call her a Joanna champion because they can't can't Mm. pronounce her surname and then I I love that it's just changed to Joanna Violence because she's just a beast she's amazing but but that's the thing but but again she's tiny Tiny. but absolutely terrifying and again that's something that we've seen MMA yeah 
get its claws into into wrestling hugely in Japan and, and, and it's starting yep. to happen more and more in the States and more and more here. But it'd be great if they look at that and go, all right, that's that's yeah. uh, that's a character we can use. Because there are so many 100%. other things they can do. Because like, like Dana Brooks' thing of being with Charlotte's fine. I thought Dana Brooke was really good in this. Just to get on... on back onto battleground a little bit there it, yeah. like I've not she's not been particularly over with me I thought everyone in this match held their own I was expecting it to be her kind of there as filler and everyone else but I thought yeah I thought everyone held their own but she's, she's talented enough and she's um, I mean I've told this story before about um, about Dana Brooke and the guy who sat next to me at NXT and yeah. Liverpool who <laughs> yeah, is, yeah, is yeah. clearly engaged to her yeah. um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's only the distance that stops it and the realms of your imagination so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> The best bit is I know I've talked about this a bit because Roy just went, yeah, I know what this is. <laughs> um, it just, the, you, you, know when you, you know when you've got a mate at school who lies? Yeah. Like, someone who's that unrealistic with his... his oh, it's just the worst. Um, but no, she did she held her own. I, I think it's it, it's really positive for, for, for women's wrestling that WWE have gone, well, this is strong enough to start a show. Regardless of whether or not the, the Bailey pop happens, yeah. they are super excited about their women's division and all they need now is they need it rounding out a bit. Because they've still, even if you count everyone in NXT, they've still mm. maybe only got 16 women in the entire company who can wrestle. Because I, I'm pleased to see that they're not, they're still keeping Lana and Maurice as valets mm-hmm. because they're both really good at that job. Mm. And Maurice has been a wrestler and she was fine. Yeah. Um, and Lana's tried being a wrestler and was all right. But I'd rather the wrestling. Because people who may or may not know that that Sarah Del Rey, who is one of the finest women's wrestlers, uh, not just one of the finest women's wrestlers, one of the finest wrestlers Mm. of a generation, um, trains most of the women. And she does an amazing job with them and has turned them all into really, really fantastic wrestlers. Um, And they've clearly got now a good roster of wrestlers and there's more and more people uh, like uh, it's Peyton Royce isn't it who's on NXT who's, yeah. Who, yeah. a lot of people are talking up and saying yeah. is, 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 mm-hmm. is decent and will only get better and all these people are going to get better and better and better and you've still got Bailey and Asuka to, to eventually get moved up so I think it's it's good that they're they're, they're pushing as many women's wrestlers as possible but they do they're still going to need more they're still going to need to sign yeah. more women's wrestlers um, but I also do like that they're not rushing it and going oh we need more women's wrestlers so you people who can't wrestle in you come yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean they're, they're, they're concentrating they're on people who got right. the not, not just opening the show with, with the women's uh, division but the raw, the new Raw packages uh, the, the intro title sequence ends with Sasha Banks as well yeah. Yeah. Sasha Banks is the is the front and centre at the end so yeah going and, for it it's and, awesome and, and the finish on, on Battleground of, of getting it cl- clean in the middle and Flair selling like a flare on that the build yeah. up of that tap the real she's not going to just really holding they really built that for ages yeah. and then it was beautiful I thought it was a really a wonderfully put together I match. really really like Sasha Banks' finisher as well yeah, yeah. it's great uh, it's just, it's just, I love it's really stuff nice. that transitions from one minute to another. it's just great isn't it it's the AJ thing where yeah it's just yeah. that it, it can roll into a pin and things like that it's just yeah you got to love that um, Shane Bayless asked us um is ba- he'd not watched Raw at this point, mm-hmm. but he said, "Is that it? Is Bailey now called up?" No, no, way. no. NXT needs Bailey. Yeah, NXT uh, Bailey is now NXT's arguably NXT's biggest star. Yeah, 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 yeah. So and, and 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 the reaction to her coming out to a pay per view crowd shows how valuable NXT is to the WWE. Yeah. It wasn't a small pocket that got excited; that was everyone. So that means they've got to protect that brand. And don't forget. 
Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens didn't get called up straight away. No. They made appearances on Raw, and then obviously Kevin Owens' debut was much more of a big deal because yeah. he we, we won pretty much straight away. But yeah. it's just a case now of right, we've dipped our toe in the water. That clearly works, and it, it will happen. But yeah. equally, you can't. It, it's going to sound because people want to see it there all, straight away. But yeah. you can enjoy on NXT having great matches because she will. She will have great matches on NXT. Yeah. She doesn't need to be NXT champion really because that can be used to establish someone else to follow on from Asuka but I think I think that it's it's interesting that people are desperate for her to come up absolutely desperate for her to come up when it doesn't need to happen because if she gets caught up she can't necessarily she's not necessarily going to go straight to the top of the card because Charlotte's only just lost. Something that lost you've the said title, before, so. though, it just it just builds it. You you you're only going to be more desperate for it when she comes yeah. up in the end, and it's going to be all the more exciting. It's the same with Nakamura. I would have loved him to have been drafted, but imagine how big it's going to be when he comes out. The, the fact is, they needed the big the big drafting t- to be Finn. Mm. There's probably not room for Finn and Nakamura to come up at the same time no, and no, be no, a no. big yeah. deal. Yeah. So, I mean, I the whole patience thing is really important. Like when Jimmy Havoc was Progress Champion, the amount of times people would go to me like a year into his title run, going, "Don't you think he's had his like?" I do podcasts and they go, "Don't you think he's had his title for long enough?" Yeah. No. <laughs> no, it was nearly two years in the end because yeah. by the time he lost, people were so desperate for him to lose yeah. that the yeah. reaction to him actually yeah. losing was unbelievable, and and that's that's the, how you the Miz, isn't it? It's yeah. the Miz, as we've yeah. said before. It's what's it is. going on with but, the Miz at the moment. But you can't just have like people used to be champions. Like Bob Backlund was champion for five years. Yeah. Like. You can't just have right. Boom! We're changing this now because then you become 1999 WCW and you go bankrupt. So what's always amazing about the boasts of like a 15-time world champion? It's like, so you lost the world championship 14 times. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. That's really bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, whereas if you're Bob Backlund, champion for five years, it's like. All right. Although te- All right. technically, I think he's either a two or three-time champion, depending on which yeah. title lineage yeah, you yeah, follow, because yeah, yeah. he lost his title a couple of times in Japan. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm going to get on to Bob Backlund in a bit because um, I I love him. I'm one of his yeah. biggest fans. Um, so next match, New Day uh, versus the Wyatts. Um, there's a few points I've got here about this. We've got no questions about this. We just um, we just talk about it in general. Um, First of all, uh, dear Biggie Langston, I hope your head is okay oh, after that spear through the ropes. And after you said it on the last one of these, oh, when, you, when yeah. you spoke about the diving, it's a dangerous through the ropes. move. Best sign on Raw yeah, was someone with a sign saying, Biggie, please stop diving. Yeah. <laughs> During the New Day, while New Day were there, because that was brutal. And I said yeah. it was after you'd said, you, you can only do so many of these. Yeah. And the, the reason that popped into my head last time, I, I can't remember if I mentioned it, was because Big Rob from the London Riots. Um, mm. Did one and he landed perfectly safely, but he'd already hurt his arm in mm. the, the match when the rights won the title of progress. And he, he'd already stabbed his arm on a tiny little peg that holds the ropes on the on the ring post. Oh, and he, he, his arm went into shock, so he couldn't move his arm. And yet he still chose to spear through the ropes <laughs> yeah. because he's crazy. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for how hard he works. I would never tell the rest to do that when they're hurt. Um, but, you know, he's coming up to me afterwards going, oh, look, look, whenever I bend my arm, fat comes out of a hole. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's gross. But he yeah. still did that then. I remember thinking, when he did it, I'm like, B. Langston's going to get hurt eventually doing it. You've yeah. already hurt your arm. Please don't do that. Um, luckily, Rob landed fine. That, But then, obviously, it happened to, to Big E. But he seems to be right. Okay. Yeah. Every time he does it, it's... It's not the move itself that I'm watching. It's how he's going to land. Yeah, yeah. And this time it almost looked like um, Strowman kind of sidestepped a little bit, 
and then it's just like bang head on the, on the ground and just, also as well Strowman's the worst person to do that to yeah. because even even if the second he brushes you he's going back and, and bumping for it yeah. he's still massive yeah, yeah, so yeah. If, even if you're half a second off if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC your lip look whether it's subtle or bold can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today that's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Half a millisecond off in your timing, you are running into a massive seven-foot-tall brick wall mm. before you then land on your head. Mm. And it's, um, and as we'll talk in a bit, it's not the only terrifying bump that happened during the course of, uh, of, uh, of Battleground. Um, mm. So there's a thing I really loved in this match, which was, and it's, it's Xavier Woods. I love you, Xavier. Um, and, so we call him, we all call him Xavier Woods, right? Yeah. Not Xavier Woods. Xavier. I'll call him Xavier. Xavier. Do you call him Xavier? Xavier. Yeah, yeah. Xavier. Xavier. Oh, I'm doing it now. I'll adopt it. Xavier Woods. Um, he did message me about you calling him. So. <laughs> you can't just drop that on me when you know how desperate I am to so get him he on keeps, it. He keeps pronouncing my name wrong. Can you? Just... Um, his acting is great, and what I thought they were going to do in this match, he's wonderful. And and the, the fiery ad when he was he was probably yeah, going for it, people were like, "Oh, it's amazing!" Because he's so small, yeah. Yeah. It he's, he's really got to do that. What I love, uh, what I expect them to do, was when Bray was almost hypnotizing him. I was like, "Oh, please, please tell me they're going to do." And this is a very specific British wrestling angle. If you haven't, fa- if you haven't seen it, look. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Please tell me they were going to do a William Regal and Robbie Brookside against Kendo Nagasaki hypnotizing him thing. Robbie Brookside, who's now one of the trainers at NXT, wonderful yes. bloke, uh, nearly got me fired from a radio job once. Um, it's a long story. Um, uh, but he, him and Regal had a tag team. They were tag team for a long time. They had a tag team match where uh, Kendo Nagasaki hypnotized. Uh, 
Brookside, and it and it's tremendous. It's Amazing. on YouTube. Uh, it, it's true. Late eighties, this was, and it is tremendous. And I thought, oh my god, they're going to do that. They're going to do it. He's going to be properly possessed or something, and then he's going to turn on his partners. Yeah. And then they didn't. I was like, oh, oh. But I love the fact that he was terrified. Of I someone. love the tension that they built. Yeah. And, and, and Bray's amazing at that. I've I've said numerous times before. One of the most electric moments I've I've had in in the recent years is when Bray squared up to Triple H really briefly. And then just walked off, and it was like, oh, I hadn't even, I'd never thought of that. I'd never been waiting for that that mm-hmm. match or anything. They yeah. just briefly switched. It was like he's just really good at getting that intensity close up, and he did it with 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 Red Woods perfectly. But, but didn't it do a great job because that's the end for the Wyatt family now? Yeah. Didn't it do a great job sending everyone away going, well, Wyatt's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. exactly. Which is exactly what the job needs to be. And it was a good, it was a good match. It was entertaining. Everybody I got the stuff the fl- in. fluidity was amazing. Yeah, was there was great. a point where it was just constantly a different person yeah. in. And often when that's happening, there's someone standing around waiting for, for someone else yeah. to get to their point and get to their spot. But this was so fluid. And for some of the, the Wyatts being big, big lads, you don't necessarily expect that Yeah, that. that that fluidity. Well, that's also the the thing with, I mean, after Bray, and arguably even more so, more talented than Bray is Luke Harper, who's currently mm-hmm. injured, mm-hmm. and uh, who, uh, when he was Brody Lee and on the Indies in particular, and Shikara is one of my favourite indie wrestlers of the last decade. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, and I'm a big fan of his. But obviously, he's hurt at the minute, and you know whether or not they'll repackage him or keep him as, as Luke Harper when he comes back. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, but without him, you look at it and go, okay. Strowman and Rowan aren't necessarily the best wrestlers, but they are really good. I watched, yeah. I went to a WWE house show in Newcastle, and they were teaming again. It was Kane and the Big Show teaming against Strowman and Eric Rowan. Yeah, and I remember watching them all come out and thinking, Was well, that the London one? I think it might have been the London one. It was on the Newcastle one that I went to. Oh, so they, yeah. I, they had that match on yeah. the. On, on I was watching it I thinking. To, yeah. Oh, I don't know if this is going to be any good. Do you yeah. know what? It was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no one, because it's a house show, not everyone was bumping loads. They, ev- all four of them, including the big show, bumping tons and tons and tons. And, and Rowan and Strowman were really, really trying mm. their hardest. And and from that point onwards, I went, oh no. And then I, someone sent me a video ages ago of Eric Rowan when he was wrestling for, uh, I think it was for either All Japan or Noah before he signed with WWE. And this is mm. like five, six years ago. Yeah. And he's he's not as good a wrestler as he is now, but but he still had, he had something about him. And... And I think they can do something. With, they can still do something with him. And yeah. and it, it it really pleased me that everybody in that match because everyone knows all three members of New Day are good. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But on the other side, you kind of look at it and go, "Well, Bray's really good." Mm. But but no, everyone in that match yes. pulled their weight and did their stuff. And it was yeah. the first time that I looked at it and went, "You know what? Xavier could have a really good singles run as well." Like yeah. Yeah. he he specifically because yeah. the build had all been about him anyway. Yeah. But like when he had his moment in the and ring, we're used in. to the other two getting more ring yeah. time. Like it was really well, cool Xavier's to see him. he's drafted to Raw, right? Yeah, and Stephanie McMahon keeps saying they're going to have cruiserweight stuff on Raw. And he's that'd a cruiserweight. Be, that'd be yeah. ace. That'd be so, that would be ace. I need to, um, I made a note, and I did this in the last event, and I hope it's a trend that, that New Day are going to keep going. But in the last event, they made an obscure rap reference with um, a Cool Keith song. Yep. I don't believe you. And in this one, they made a really obscure rap reference when Biggie was doing his intro at the start, which even the rest of New Day went like, what? And it was about Bone Crusher, who's an... Atlanta rapper mm. from like the nineties or, or something, <laughs> right. and they just I didn't he, get it he had. I, 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 I mean, yeah, that, that's he had a song called Never Scared, and 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 Biggie just said, like Bone Crusher on April eighth two thousand and three, we're never scared, yeah. and everyone was like, 
<laughs> Biggie talking about and Xavier was even like what there's, like, yeah. there's something why do amazing just keep sneaking really obscure rap references there's something I amazing about about like I this isn't as, as, as obscure a reference but I did it at a progress show I made a reference that in my head was for me and then I was delighted that about 100 people got it mm. which was there was a guy talking it might have been super strong so I was a guy talking about how he's getting married and I went where are you getting married and he went um, I think he said he's Linton Town Hall and I went alright well I'll bring I'll bring everyone down from this and so it'd be brilliant because you'll come out and have your wedding pictures taken and there'll just be like 200 people all stood there where, stood there really still wearing black t-shirts it'll be like the video for Chop Suey by Sister <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm like in my head I'm like this joke is for me and my <laughs> wife and maybe two other people <laughs> and and then everyone laughed I was like oh I'm quite proud of that <laughs> um, so um I mean, I'd written that the New Day I had a couple of people tweet me going, "Oh, it would have been nice for New Day to win it." Well, they don't need to win. They're tag team no, champions. The, it's not for the tag the titles. Wyatt's needed it bad yeah. because they have been buried a few. They've had some great rivalries, but always come I, out. I'll be honest. Based on current experience, I fully expected New Day to win it for that reason. Yeah. Um, so I, my predictions were all over the place for this. I was, I was rotten at predictions. Um, then we had we had Rusev, who I love, mm-hmm. uh, against Zack Ryder, love who Rusev. I who I appreciate. Yeah. I, I, I don't I don't love him because I, I and bless him Zack Ryder had the moment for Zack Ryder was when he was really doing the Long Island Ice Z stuff yeah. and was really getting over and unfortunately they never really did anything with no, him and no. I, I think one of the reasons WWE keep him around is because they went oh do you know what he we let him go. He'll do something like that again. Yeah, <laughs> I like to the. So good. He, he clearly thought, "I've got my, I've got a title shot. How can I get over?" Yeah. Let's see if Sting's got any old jackets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 he just popped on a Great American Bash, nineteen ninety one. His outfit was based on the Warrior from Rumble ninety one. Like he was tweeting it yesterday. Like all of those things. Yeah, I love That's that. Crazy. I, I like Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder goes because he's. I've got this weird psyche where if something is so the other way yeah. from what I usually like, I end up liking it. Like, I really like yeah. Captain America because yeah. he's super good. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah, my yeah. natural thing is to go for villains always, yeah, yeah, but like, true. he's so the other way. And Zack Ryder's one of them. Yeah. Like, he's so... There's something so likeable about him. And that moment, even if it was only for a night at Mania, was oh, so Oh, it was a wonderful cool moment. And, like, and it was out of left field and it felt like a, it felt like a lifetime achievement thing for mm, him as yeah. well, which and is like, nice. And mm. he's been a good... Because I, I think Rusev is going to go on a run with it. Yeah. And I think Zack Ryder is a, a, so good, well. a good person. He's someone that you can feel warm for, but ultimately you go, yeah, I'm not I'm not pissed off at the end yeah. of it that Zack Ryder it's, hasn't gone over. It's believable. When yeah. Rusev ends up snapping him in two, you go... Yeah, yeah. It, was always, it, it was always a thin thread you got of hope that he's going to win. It, it is it, heart kid style yeah, stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is quite interesting in that because Rusev set a precedent wrestling Kalisto and snapping him in two yeah. but now whenever he puts people in the accolade you can hear people going mate I'm not that flexible I, I don't, you know, I don't do yoga mate I, I, so with so with, with Zack Ryder it's like you're going to have to get me on my knees before you do that otherwise you're going to have to bend me over that way because otherwise no it looks so awesome though yeah it does but he looks clean doing but it the real it's a camel it's a camel clutch yeah. yeah that's all it is yeah. all he's done is he's taken a move that every every generic every villain. foreign villain has yeah. used yeah. Um, there's not even camels in Bulgaria <laughs> he's from Bulgaria that's this week that's why he had to change the name yeah. Yeah. Um, Pro- proper weird ending though right well, someone tweeted me. <laughs> Even Rus- Rusev looked confused. Anthony he kind of yeah. just stood there and went, 
Anthony, Anthony Russell <laughs> Anthony Russell <laughs> tweeted me and said what did we make of Mojo Rawley's running in particular Rusev going who the fuck are you? Yeah, there's literally the reason it confused me was Mojo isn't even drafted to Raw with, so it's not setting up anything for the future. I'd like to think it's setting up. We'll see on SmackDown tonight. I like to think that's setting up the Hype Brothers being a tag team on yeah. SmackDown. Yeah, because yeah. they're a good tag team. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I was under the impression that Mojo was going to turn on him because there was that whole weird yeah. like awkwardness. And I was thinking. So when Rusev leaves the ring, he's going to turn on him. It would have been nice. Then, yeah, it would have made him, it, it make some sense then. As in to like start something off on, on, on yeah. a SmackDown um, or something, but it didn't yeah. happen. So, so that, that was my big jacket. <laughs> I, um, I'm the only parent, in the, me and Warren are the only parents in the, in, in the room, um, I believe. And oh, that I, I know of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm just, I'm just leaving that for you there, Roy. Um, <laughs> but there's a thing about Mojo Rawley's get-up in the, if you've got kids you'll know this is sometimes kids get stickers and they just put stickers on everything <laughs> and what it looks like Mojo Rawley's happened is someone's put in bri- like really really nicely parallel has just put two stickers under his eyes yeah. like when yeah. sometimes my, my three year old niece will come round and I'll fall asleep and I wake up covered in stickers that's what's happened to Mojo Rawley yeah. um, and there's stuff written on the stickers I think I believe Stay Hyped is yeah. written on his stickers <laughs> the stickers are so small it, it no like um, and Mojo's, per- I've seen Mojo on NXT shows, yeah. and he's he's perfectly decent. And and mm. it feels people- like Mojo gets home and someone says, his mum says, "So what have you been up to today?" Good <laughs> <laughs> day. And he's got his stickers on. You see, I had a few people tweeting me going, "Why they, why why has he been called up? Because he's been in NXT for a for long ages, time. Yeah. There's nothing else he can do there. It's the only way you're going to see if someone's going to spread their wings is if you give them another chance. Yeah. And and that's why it's happened. Again, you can't just call up the cream of the crop from NXT. Mm. That doesn't achieve anything. Yeah. So you know he, he's and and here's the thing. What's really nice when he made his debut when he got drafted. What's really nice is seeing how many people who are high up in WWE's training system were super pleased for him. Right. Yeah. So obviously he's someone who goes mm. to training Crafter. And, yeah. and puts the work. I, I, I'll, I'll use Roy as an example. All right. When I I maybe go to uh, Progress's training school, maybe once every couple of months, if I'm if I'm gigging in London over a weekend, I'll go down and see the training, and it always sticks in my eyes in, in my head. If I if I see someone who puts a lot of effort in those people always stick in my head and I always want to give them a chance so mm. Roy's an example of this Pastor William Evers is an example of this Ginny's an example of this Dahlia Black's an example of this and so on yeah. uh, Damon Moser all, the, uh, all these people are examples of people I've gone down and every time I've gone down there they've put the effort in yeah. and, and clearly Mojo's got that thing where they've looked at him and gone well he's not lazy he looks alright Let's give him a chance. He doesn't get hype. He stays hype. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's keep him. That too. <laughs> Perfect. Um, um, so, I mean, I mean, that's what I think is going to happen with, with Ryder. I think they're going to put Ryder yeah. with Mojo to give him something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know if you guys have got any other alternative things you think is going to happen. No, with Ryder. I mean, I like the idea of a, of a, a, a turn there. But yeah, they didn't. Maybe didn't somewhere do down the line, probably. Sense, but, yeah. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Mojo's annoying. So I think he would. I think he yeah. would. I think he'd make a good heel, like uh, almost unintentional. Yeah. You know, when like you've got people that you, that like just in your personal life, people you know yeah. that are like they're perfectly nice. Just a bit irritating, but he's like he's Mojo's a... got that. What I love like, now is people dial are... that up to yeah, all Beezy, of my mates. Beezy's mates, so listen to this yeah. now, guys. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, so much paranoia. Uh, yeah, but like it, it feels like. It feels like there's more chance of him working as an irritating heel and you can see than a likeable face because he's annoying. Because he's very big and very strong. 
and you can see a moment of him snapping of him b- b- because he's always so yeah. hyped up you yeah. can see him mm. them lose a match Why? and then him Losing. throw rider you know you get those warning labels on stuff yeah, one that says just irritant on yeah. with like a cross on it. <laughs> yeah. Someone make that as a t-shirt for him. Yeah. Just Nailed irritant. Yeah. I'm, I'm no. doing well with the t-shirt designs after getting my uh, unpronounceables t-shirt made for me. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing good. Um, Rusev, we all like Rusev, right? Love yeah, Rusev. Super. You like Rusev? Yeah. He looks like he could lift weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you base Do you base how much you like people on how much weight you think they can lift? No, not really, because I wasn't a big fan of like Braun Strowman, for example, because mm. he. At first, he didn't look like he could do much, but Rusev, because he moves about really well, like mm. really well for someone his size, he's in really good shape. Um, clearly, really strong, and he's just—I just like everything about Rusev. So. Yeah, he's a good lad. He's—I always like that. There's a lot of stories about him when he moved to America, uh, tried to get a green card to live in America to train to be a wrestler, and he did like about three different jobs while he was training in, in California. And you just think, I love hearing anyone who makes that amount of effort to do something. Mm. You know, what I mean, it just makes me like him. And I love the fact that. They've made something out of the fact that him and Lana being legit engaged probably shouldn't have got out and ruined a lot of storylines for them. And they've just gone, no, no, we can, we can do something out of this. It's um, although I love, I've mentioned this before. I love the fact he is gradually becoming more American, yeah. and mm. his fiance, who is actually American, is becoming more Russian. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. It's wonderful. He's, it's such a tired gimmick as well. Like the yeah. the, the, the foreign guy. Yeah, it's such a hard. Foreigner, yeah. It's such a hard thing to do. So that that this is a pretty much unanimous thing. I like to think. Mm. I don't know anybody that job. doesn't yeah. like big no. Ruru. Big Ruru. Yeah. <laughs> is that what you're calling him now? Uh, only in my private life <laughs> and on your podcast. So <laughs> in front of everyone else. As well. So next, we'll come to what was always going to be good because they're both good. Uh, Sami Zayn against Kevin Owens um, we got asked this now I don't know how many because uh, I know in the case of Bees you're you're fairly WWE through and through mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to lend you some stuff to to, to, to educate you on other yeah. regards now, I know Pip knows some stuff outside of WWE mm-hmm. New Japan and stuff like that um, I, it might be down just down to me and Roy it might just be down to me uh, but uh, G Bowen on uh, I wish it was Jim Bowen, but it's not. Nice. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, said, "What are our favourite uh, Owens Zane matches?" And he gave me a list of his, which I'll retweet later on, so you can look them up. Um, and he asked for three. And the reality is, they've wrestled each other so much, um, uh, especially in PWG and Ring of Honor, and they teamed together in Ring of Honor as a brilliant tag team for a long time that I'm a big fan of. But my favourite Owens Zane match, and it still is now, even though this match was great. Uh, is the ladder match there for the PWG title, um, which I will lend you on DVD. What year is that? Um, it is... Oh, I want to say 2011. Right. Because um, I bought it... Because it's difficult to buy PWG DVDs there, and I bought it when I was at... Wrestle, I bought it when I was at WrestleMania in Miami mm. from high, from high spots, uh, at a high spot store. So, um, so, yeah, so I think it's 2011. might be 2010. Um, but it's just wonderful, and it... Um, spoiler alert. Uh, features, you know, when... You know, in ladder matches, you know, when the, the the thing's attached to the top of the ceiling, pulls the belt down, brings a ceiling tile down with it. <laughs> and it's just like, and the way they dealt with all that situation. But the match is absolutely brutal. And when you see them doing insane stuff, especially involving ladders and weapons and stuff, and you go, all oh, right, these are two guys who trust each other. And when you've got two guys who, who trust each other that much, it means they're going to have... A really really good match uh, yeah. you know I, I always look at it when we're putting progress matches together if you, there's certain people you put in a match together you know the match is going to be absolutely and utterly tremendous yeah. a great example yeah. of this our first ever show we put Marty Skull and Zack Sabre Jr. together been tag team partners for years and they're best mates yeah. and it was great 
and, and that always works. If you've got that dynamic of people of people being mates, probably the same for you, Roy. You know, even though you've not been wrestling for ages, mm. there's going to be certain people that you've you've trained with a lot, yeah, and you're going yeah. to be mates with, and you know, if someone books you to wrestle that person, it's going to work out better. Be all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I mean, there was a point when Sammy did a springboard moonsault that. He looked like halfway through, he forgot how to do, mm. um, uh, which yeah. is a weird moment because he's one of the most professional, never messes a move up. So it was a yeah. scary moment of the three of us watching it at home, going, "Oh God, what if he lands on his head?" Because mm. you know that's how Hayabusa's career ended was doing a springboard moonsault and land on his head. So it's it, that was a scary moment, but everyone covered through it well. They built it into the storyline yeah. so well and just worked off that her arm, as, as, similar to who was it. Was it Finn and 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 and, um, and Samara Joe? Yeah. Right when Samara got 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 yeah, cut, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. To, and he just kept and they just it built off. it into yeah, such yeah, yeah, a yeah. thing. It, sh- it shows because I, I I thought exactly that, and then they worked that injury so well. I was like, did he really fluff that, or did he intentionally great. fluff exactly. that? that? That's how exactly the same. That's yeah. how how yeah how how drawn yeah. in I was. I was like, hang on, they've they've been going off this for a good few minutes now. Mm-hmm. Was this part it, of it? It beca- it beca- yeah. it set the tone. It, it did. It set the tone for yeah. the next ten minutes. Yeah, like that true. arm was worked in all the, mm. like all the way through. I think as well. What was interesting in this match is again, if that match was in Philly, New York, Chicago, so mm. really, really hot wrestling towns, yeah. the reaction would have been ridiculous from the start, unbelievable by the end. Mm. What happened with this is it's in a less a less vociferous wrestling town, mm. and at the beginning of it, they were kind of like, okay, let's see how this goes. And it took them, the match was 18 and a half minutes, right? Yeah. Mm. It took them maybe eight, nine minutes to really get into it. And then, mm. oh my, they were into it. Yeah. And, and for them, and, and you've got to bear in mind, we're wrestling fans. Yeah. We clearly love both guys in this match. Mm-hmm. Not everybody is as enamoured with these guys, and, and certainly in my case, someone who's, who's really into their indie history. So, you yeah. know, there's not as many people who are into it as we are. But to win over all those people, to win over all the families who brought their kids to it, and yeah. everyone be on their feet. I'll put my hand up. I was embarrassingly un, unhyped about this. Just because they've fought a lot of times. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. But of, of all, this, all the matchups on the card, I was like, all right. And then it was, yeah, it was amazing. It was absolutely the, stunning. Um, the brain buster on the... And it's not the a suplex. Brain it's a brain apron. buster on the apron. Right. Damn. Now, first of all, there's a couple of issues here. First of all, um, doing moves on an apron, it, I mean, don't be wrong. You take many moves on an apron? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and also, he's like, I'm a big lad, you try and do onto me. Um, <laughs> but it's it's one of those things that obviously the, the ring's got more give in the middle. Rings are hard. Rings are hard. They're not soft things. Mm. People think they're like bouncy castles. They're not, right? And and the centre of the ring, especially 20 by 20 ring that WWE use, the centre of the ring is slightly softer than the apron of the ring. Now, um, there's these mythical things that you're told that certain moves are banned in WWE. So any move that drops you on top of your head is meant to be banned. Well, that's a brain buster. So they did that. They clearly got clearance to do it because it's not worth your career to do stuff out there and then go back and go, oh, sorry, got carried away. Mm. Yet yeah, no. Um, so, um, so they clearly got permission to do that. And also, um, I was led to believe you're not technically meant to do moves on the apron because they're mm. a little bit more dangerous and you're meant to reserve them for, for big moments. Mm. But I think it was brilliant because everything about this match played into their history. So still my favourite heel turn in recent WWE memory is Kevin Owens on his debut at NXT 
Sami Zayn wins the title, everyone's happy. They've even done the little bottom corner credit yeah. thing, yeah, thinking everyone's the, going away. And then power bombs him on the apron, and I'm like, oh, this is the. I went to bed. I couldn't sleep that night when I went to bed after watching that. <laughs> I was so hyped from it. I'm like Mojo Rawley. I'm, uh, <laughs> um, they put stickers under my eyes and everything. And but they played into all that history, and they keep playing into it. And I, I you know, I've mentioned this. Um, I mentioned it in the past that I really like how uh, in New Japan they'll occasionally play into the history of people who are trained together. Most of the guys in New Japan are trained together. They were trained mm. by New Japan. Mm. But like with Ishii and Shibata in particular, they've always really played off of it. But I think th- this is... It- it's wonderful how they're going to keep doing it. And this match is going to keep happening. Mm. There's going to be a point where they've done it too much. It's not yet. It's great, though, because no. s- s- Sammy winning was perfect as well. Do we think it was an upset? I don't know. Uh, no. no, because wasn't Zayn picked higher in the draft than Owens? I think he was. I think he might. Have. I think he was, yeah, yeah, so I like. I, I don't think that there's enough distance between yep. them for either of them to have upset the other. They're kind of. It, Owens, I think they're quite Owens, level, to be honest. Owens yeah, it just slightly ahead. I'd agree mm. with that. It feels like it sets it up nicely for for them to pull them apart for a bit, and then as soon as Sammy achieves anything. That is, yeah. is is Kevin. There's a, there's you couldn't have done that the other way my, around. You couldn't mm. have the face come in and ruin it. You've, you, yeah. My, my Twitter, like like how much mileage there is in this. Yeah. It was like as, literally as soon as it finished, everyone was going. Can you imagine when they finally do that at Mania? Yeah. Like yeah. that's yeah. how much. Like the, yeah. the the whole fight forever thing is totally it's, those yeah. two. Do we see either? Of these two men, obviously it's not going to happen immediately because of, of events on Raw. But do we see either of these two men becoming the WWE Universal Heavyweight Champion <laughs> at any point? Yeah. I, I can definitely see Owens. I'm, I'd love Sami Zayn to be champion. I think it it requires a bit of a it requires a bit of a management in WWE leap of faith like they did with Daniel Bryan to make Sami Zayn their champion because he's he's not their traditional yeah. thing. I don't think Owens is, but I think Owens is such a good heel that they just look at him and go I'm oh, such a dick you see I can see them making Sammy champion to make Owens champion oh so Ooh. they make him champion and then Owens is They're money in Owens, the bank winner yeah, and he comes yeah. straight so, in and so, ruins yeah. it so some kind oh, of immediate put him he, over and yeah but I agree I've, I, I have that 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 same feeling on Sammy being a bit smaller a bit not their type of thing but I can completely see it in a well we've decided on, on Owens and yeah Man, that's going to be uh, a big, a big like, thing to get. Owens yeah. wouldn't shock us at all. Like, Owens yeah. is surely the yeah. most shoo-in one. But the thing with Zayn is, I think he's going to get the CM Punk thing. Just people will like him so much yeah. that mm. they can't ignore it. I so. There's, there's nothing to dislike. It, it, it's like um, if someone says to me they don't like Pantera, I go, "Are you mental?" Yeah. Like if someone <laughs> says, if someone says to me I don't like Sami Zayn, exactly the same. Uh, I just I can't understand. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute, Roy. Do you like Pantera? Don't ask me this question. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you, you started to say this, that there's nothing to dislike about Sammy, and the thing that I noted, the only thing I noted as amusing in this match was even Sammy has got bored of his skank down to the ring. I think I think he gave two kicks on yeah. this one. It was like literally started and like. I'm just going to walk. This yeah. is all. I wish I hadn't started I, this. I really like the fact that when you go and watch a WWE live show now, sales of Harrington jackets have gone up <laughs> by 250%. Yes. Um, that means I'm briefly fashionable. Um, <laughs> next match, I don't think we're going to have loads to say about this, nope. uh, was Natalia against Becky Lynch. I've noted yep. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote meh. 
I yeah. liked I liked the finish is the only thing. Yes. I, I, I like the sharpshooter looked really convincing and really menacing because Natalia's been so nice and fluffy for years. Yeah. Like the no 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 you're not getting out of this and mm. really locking it yeah. in. What I think was interesting was watching it with a nearly thirteen year old uh, girl in my daughter and she was watching it going I like the men's wrestling more than the women's wrestling. And I went, okay. And that's she said I she said I like the first women's match. That was yeah. all right. But this one I don't she said I don't I don't get it. And right. I said well why? And she said well it looks faker. And I said well that's a problem with women's wrestling in general and it just comes down to like because I said to her I said you have to understand both these girls are really good. Mm. Natalia is really good and everyone mm. will tell you that she's really really good. And I said Becky Lynch is really good. They've both got yeah. really good reputations. And she just went she said, but she said they're not not dressed to wrestle though, are they? She went, and she pointed to Becky Lynch and went, she's just got too much stuff on. <laughs> like, she doesn't, she's like, she looks like she's going to a fancy dress party. Yeah. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, I, I judge things as a wrestling promoter and as a wrestling fan. So I, I always look at stuff and go, well, the match was fine, but it yeah. didn't have, a, it, was, it was also, they were in a really difficult position because they're on after, after an amazing yeah, match, yeah, yeah. which my daughter watched and went, it. my daughter watched and went, I like the one who looks like a bear, proving that she follows, <laughs> she follows from me. So she watched that and went, I love this. She said, this is what wrestling is normally like. I went, not all the time, but, and she went, this is good. Yeah. And then the next match was a bit, yeah, and the problem is they're, they're put in that position deliberately because you can't have every match like you that. It would, yeah, it would make yeah. you go insane. But it was still a ten-minute-long match where, we, apart from the finish, and we all think about the finish because we made notes on it. But we don't. It, there's not much to think about in that match, and it was a thrown-together sort of thing. It's, and it's it tough just feels again they could do more. It's tough because Natty's lovely. Yeah, yeah. so it's really hard having her as a heel. And and again, not to overnote that, but it's hard when social media exists mm. and. She, mm. she's, she's posting pictures uh, of them as mates and, so, yeah. and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like they're not, they're not. I know kayfabe's dead, but there's no, levels. But I'm big, I'm big levels. On, I'm big on this, and I've said this before. When when Jimmy was our champion, like yeah. we didn't tweet each other for two years. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he's obviously my mate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you don't have to. You don't have to be an idiot to work that out. Mm. But I'm not gonna. Like I won't comment on his Facebook. Yeah. And neither of us have got. I mean, he might have a couple of fans on his Facebook. I've got no... My yeah, Facebook's cool. super private. Yeah, yeah. So, but I wouldn't comment on his stuff. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't like anything that he'd written. And I'd have to message him on his phone and go, yeah. that's really good, that's that. Lots. Because uh, because <laughs> yeah. that's how I feel as a... I won't go to... I won't go to a, a, a pub with heels. It's not right. Mm. You know, and... Because, but that's... I, I, I liked it... Uh, uh, at your stand-up, two, mm. two wrestlers were there who are in a relationship and just... I swear they arrived separately... <laughs> just, just literally because, and again, I think they did actually. I think it was because of work reasons. Yeah, but, it, it, but. honestly, it seemed like I was like because there was a lot of progress fans there as well. I was like, I like this kind of, you know, yeah. that's, that's good. That's good. But it's it, and it's the sort of thing that goes. I think it goes a long way with you. People forget that old school still rules wrestling mm. because you know someone like William Regal, who's who's you know very high up in WWE and NXT, mm. still has those ideas about believability and you know it's not quite the whole heels have to travel on a separate bus and, mm. and all that sort of stuff anymore but you still have to have that believability and stuff and and it is a bit it is a bit daft when you've got everyone just going oh here we are all hanging out together yeah just try not to i mean you are all a, people that aren't daft they know that people are friends and they know that you have to trust someone to be entered into yeah. that situation but but when you're being asked to suspend disbelief for that yeah, it makes yeah. it far harder and as well like this match like they've had a month build on it mm. uh, i 
why are they why and, and they're after why a, are they after each other like yeah but they're you know after I mean? a match that's had a 10 year build yeah, yeah. you know and two, just, and two and two two wrestlers who are so dedicated to the hating each other and being enemies so know, it's yeah. gonna be do a, you know I would have been fine with this one, because it was a long pay-per-view especially with a lot of promos yeah. and stuff like that what would have been nice is actually putting this on the pre-show yeah. Right. And this is not yeah. I'm not trying to relegate it, yeah. but it's not as big a deal. And have it main event the pre show. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. have that Usos Febreze match first, right? Yeah. And then <laughs> and it's, again, not my joke, not taking credit. Um and then have have that match. And have make a bit more of a big deal of it on the pre show, especially because you know, it will feel like more of an event then than sandwiching it between matches that mean a lot more. Yeah. yeah. yeah because even the well, next match doesn't mean as much yeah. as the match before it. Do you know what I mean? It, it's yeah. it's difficult. When you look at that match compared to any other match on the card, it's difficult to put it anywhere really because mm. they all had something so you, you had um Sammy against KO that had the the ten year kind of yeah. build to it. Um New Day Wyatt's we spoke about having yeah. The little payoff to their angle and the Wyatt's going their way and mm. kind of splitting up kind of thing. That that match really couldn't have been put anywhere, really. No in my opinion. No, I think and, you're right. And, looking and, back, all the other matches. To be honest, I'd but, understand it more as a cooler match if it wasn't for the match after it, which could have been used as somewhat of a cooler match mm-hmm. because it was a title, uh, intercontinental title it, match that wasn't a big rivalry. Really, it was, a, and it had an inconclusive finish. Inconclusive so, finish. So they could have had that after the. The Claire yeah. one, and as you said, they could have had the girls on the. This is the, the Miz the girls. versus, versus the Darren Young. Um, uh, people probably haven't mentioned this before. Yeah. I love Darren Young. I really wish they'd do more with Darren Young as the uh, as the only, as far as I'm aware, openly gay man in yeah. WWE. Mm-hmm. When he comes to Britain, he plays up on it a bit because the British crowds are a lot cooler about yeah. that sort of stuff than big swathes of America are fine with it. Yeah. But there's certainly yeah. some place in America who's going to struggle with it a little bit. Um, I like the fact they've put Bob Backlund with him because yep. I love Bob Backlund. And my wife's watching it going, who's the tiny man who looks like a chimp? And I went, no, that's brilliant. that's Bob Backlund, <laughs> who's brilliant. one of the hardest men who's yeah. ever walked the yeah. face of the yeah. earth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, what? I went, yeah, yeah. He's the 1980s Brock Lesnar. So he was yeah. legit yeah. hard. Yeah. If MMA had been a thing in the early 80s, he would have yeah. been a world champion. Yeah. He was a, you know, an NCAA AA, uh, wrestler. And his autobiography, I forget the name of it, I've read it, it's on Kindle. His autobiography is wonderful because it's a lot of, he grew up in severe hardship and went on to achieve loads when no one really expected him to. Yeah. So uh, if you get a chance to download it, do, because it's or a cracking read. go to his website and you can buy a signed, personalised copy. <laughs> can you? He will sign them and personalise them himself. I oh. looked into it to buy it as a gift for a mate but it was like 80 quid and he's not that good a mate <laughs> so, so I fucked it off but still I might get one for myself it was, it was um, pretty special so I, I think that we won't do too much on this but we have got a question this is from Good Brother Potter uh, on Twitter who says what are our thoughts on Miz's costume um, when he came out <laughs> now my wife and I can't my wife's Twitter settings are set to private so I can't retweet this so I'll try and screenshot it and tweet it out later on yeah. there's a kids game where you have to you put an elephant <laughs> mask on and you have to pick up donuts <laughs> yeah. with your trunk. So it's a cross between that and someone who's played Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah. Eyes wide shut was what I came out yeah. with. Yeah. Hey, look, these are sex people, Lynn. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the good thing. I, I, I think it was Brendan Burns I saw who tweeted this, but because JBL said, because whoever else said, what is this in general? It's eyes wide shut. Don't yeah. like get with the times and someone was like that film came out in like early 2000 or late 90s or something Yeah, JVL telling us to get with the times Um, uh, the other thing is is why was this a double DQ because that's the official result I've I've Mm. got two notes I had 
Miz v Young, and then in brackets, Darren, not Renee. Just in case I got confused. <laughs> just in case I got confused. And then the next note is just, I've no idea what that was. Yeah, like, I, I didn't know what happened yeah, there at yeah. all. Because it looked like, looked like Maurice fell over and then she did, uh, either she fell over and she tried to cover it by pointing at him and saying he did it and yeah. then the referee went, well, hang on. Well, you wouldn't disqualify people for their two managers fighting. For yeah. That's not a DQ. Fight, yeah. And then you don't disqualify Darren Young for doing a wrestling move on the yeah, outside yeah. of the ring. Yeah, yeah. That's not a DQ. Yeah. What no. they should have done is let him put him in. Let him put him in, the, the right result for that is put him in the chicken wing, double count out. Double count if you yeah, needed to be a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like the fact that they did Darren Young looking at his hands and not knowing what he'd done. Yeah. Yeah. He is very that. expressive. Looks a lot like Will Smith does in Suicide Squad, but yeah. with more yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, he's just he's got he's got a bit of star power about him, mm. and and he's a decent wrestler. And he it was can, you know it was the only it was the only bit of negativity I had for the night was that like after two months and you guys summed it up brilliantly last time where. The four, the four way when everyone like who do you not want to win? Well, yeah. Miz. Well, that's why he's the heel. Yeah, yeah. Like they yeah. built him into this really like yeah. I, you nailed it. Best heel in the company because yeah. he's mm. so dislikable. Yeah. And then they've just kind of gone blur with the Intercontinental title after really making it after feel really like a thing. Well, like, even how Darren Young qualified for it. It was the, he happened to be left in the ring when everyone else eliminated each other. Yeah, that's the crappiest way to win a rumble ever. <laughs> and like after people like Cesaro chasing it and Zayn chasing it and yeah. Owens chasing it, like I, I'm I'm all right with Darren Young as well. I just I think that like that needs a build yes, like yeah. it's not just promos for a month and then boom intercontinental yeah. title shot like, like it, it felt give like me a with, reason with, to care with both of the smaller titles this was a stopover until the draft had been done mm. and then they can build a, a proper rivalry yeah and yeah. Yeah. Like they needed someone for them both to fight that's had a three week build or something yeah. like that and then that's that done and then they're both, but they're both on different rosters as well so finishing yeah. it that way you're kind of like well there's no resolve either, is there? No. Because I, they're just both going their separate ways. I now. think this is a test for it's a holding pattern for the Miz, and I think this is a test for Darren Young. People mm. forget this is a difficult pay per view. Knowing you got that draft, yeah, yeah, it's mm. a difficult pay per view to put together because yeah. you're like, oh, some people yeah. are going to be going a different direction. Yeah, and and the fact that you're you're meant to be thinking, oh, this is the, the last time we're ever going to get to see them fight, and with this one, you were kind of like, cool, yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, I <laughs> don't need to see that again. Yeah, for real. We, we briefly mentioned the next match earlier on. Cena, Enzo and Cass or, versus the uh, club. I, I called it the Rap Pack versus... Nice. Oh, that's that's my, just just, just, yeah. just putting it out there, guys. Wouldn't it be great if Cena went back to his rap gimmick? <laughs> exactly. rap gimmicks are exactly. brilliant. Exactly. Yeah, they are. Um, <laughs> um, Cena, if you're listening, don't do it. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright Roy Johnson. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the... the I had a few people tweet me just go and I'd not watched the, the show and it's the closest thing I got to a spoiler was people going that pretty much promo though oh, and I'm like mate. the thing is as a comedian a lot of the stuff they say in those promos are very generic heckle put downs yeah, yeah. that right. all comics know yeah. so they're not from a writing point of view and I'm, I'm not belittling it because you've still got to be able to carry it it's what Regal said when you had him on the other week yeah. how, how, how there was, were certain things he learnt from comedy that just can go over so well in wrestling. Absolutely. It wouldn't work now in comedy because it's not the way comedy's evolved. But it works perfectly in wrestling. So I want someone to that. use the. Um, I want someone to use the one of my favourite uh, heckle comebacks ever. Someone shouts something out at you during it, and, and it's a proper old school club comic thing. I've never used this, yeah. but I've seen maybe three or four people use it in eleven years of doing comedy. I'm warning, there are some swears. Um, uh, yeah. And someone shouts something out, and they just go, "Oi." I won't come to where you work and knock the cocks out of your mouth. I just love someone. <laughs> I just love someone Brilliant. to do that 
during the course of a show. Yep. Just what, what the ideal person to do it would have been uh, Bubba Dudley in ECW when he was filth. Oh like, man, absolute filth, yeah, yeah. sober. But um, so a lot of that stuff is quite. But you've still got to be able to carry it. Like you know the the thing about and what's brilliant is watching now. You've said something there. And then the crowd have latched onto it. And it was the soccer mom thing that yeah. he said about his <laughs> yeah. hair. Yeah. And then so the crowd accurate. are chanting soccer mom. Yeah. Now that that means you've got something over like, we, you've said it once. You've not had to say it 10 times in a promo or repeat it yeah. every week. Mm. You've said it once and people have gone, I'm on board with yeah. this. I'm, I want to p- start a petition for Dave Meltzer to give the first five-star review to, to an pre-match promo yep. for this because it was just it was stunning. It, it was a great coming out party for two guys who we know are talent and I like Enzo because he can bump like anything and he's a better wrestler than people give him credit for because mm. he's little and everyone views Cass as the, as as the well. wrestler um, oh. mm-hmm. um, <laughs> when he came out my daughter sat next to me and she goes he's had coffee isn't he <laughs> 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 like yes yes love yes. Um he's He's so caffeinated, and his outfits are like because I know they have a seamstress at WWE who designs your outfits. For you, and, yeah. and what it looks like he's done is he's gone. I've got all these memes and that and little emojis. <laughs> Can you put all that shit on my outfits? Because yeah, sure. it looked I, like he was wearing kappa. I joined, they had the, the women, the kappa women were on his yeah, his yeah, dungarees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the dungarees made him look like he was in TLC in about 1993 yeah. <laughs> yeah. as well. Don't you yeah. think though? Doesn't he look um, like? Oh, why can't TLC I remember? the band, not, not the not... Tabers, Letters and Chairs event. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember his, his name. That's Scarface. Tony Montana. Yeah, but the actor. Pacino. Oh, Al Pacino. Yeah, doesn't he look like Al Pacino? Yeah, he's, he's, a bit, he's got yeah. a bit of Pacino about him. Like, if if all of a sudden, like, he just did a gimmick where he just, like, they cut into, like, backstage at WWE, right? And this is how he starts all his promos is there's no one in shot and then he just pulls his head up and his face is covered in white powder and then just starts talking. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. Whilst holding an (laughs) AK-47. That would be the best. But, I mean, I mean, don't do drugs, kids. Say, uh, say hello to my seven-foot friend. <laughs> yeah. He's got to drop that at some point, is not he? I think, though, in spite of the amazingness of his, his promo, I thought Enzo was a, sh- a show stealer in this match He's as great. well. He's brilliant. I thought he really is, is, is selling where he dodged everyone outside the ring, then had that big dive to tag that Anderson just flying knee took him down. The timing mm. of it all was... And, and let's not forget, stunning. the heel team in this are brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah for uh, and Star, Everyone knows Styles is good. People who not necessarily watch loads of New Japan won't necessarily be familiar with how good Anderson and Gallows yeah. are. Getting it, though. And, like, and, they are, and they're getting it in WWE. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, like, Anderson is... Uh, and we discovered this story in the New Japan episode. Anderson is the only... Non Japan, uh, just sorry, the only American wrestlers have been in a G1 final, yeah. So he is, he is the business, yeah. yeah. And you're really starting to see that now. And obviously, what happened on Raw, they're going to start doing a bit more with them, which is and great. That again, was... though, when Enzo was the one left with both of them, it was just amazing because, again, in general, you've known that Cass, as you said, is, is the one who's going to be doing the wrestling, and you've got Cena in there as well, yeah. who love or hate him the dude can put on a match he's but, one of the mm. best in the company but he yeah. did at no point was he pulling focus to him during this match no, it was no. all it, this nope. is about those two because I've made my money yeah. and I'm going to yeah. make those two right yeah. now and the other three are already very successful wrestlers around the world it's Endless. those two I haven't been wrestling for ages that are into it there's so much about Big Cass that he's Kevin Nash yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah like the way time. he talks, just how laid back he is. Boom. Everything of everything about him is is super Kevin Nash. Yeah. And uh, I, I but love just to finish out what you were saying, yeah. Pip. Like Enzo being left in 
with Gallows and Anderson and going, no, 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 let's have it. Like, yeah. it's not what we've seen from Enzo so far. He's been, like, the clown and, yeah. and Cass yeah. is the hard one. But yeah. And just that, like, it just mm. gives them another dimension. It's so, so over. Like, yeah. that whole match, it was just so... And, and again... And a really C- good match. Cena playing yeah. it yeah. as well, that he's he's getting the rub off of them. Mm. Again, again, that's the humbleness. It's like, you're the biggest wrestler in the world. Yeah. And he's doing all these bits of being like honoured to be allowed into their little gang. And it looked the crowd shitching from him and him like, pointing and joining I, in. Like, I really love as well, so yeah. anyone yeah. who can have a catchphrase and use it in various different ways. So when they're, they're reeling, I used to do it NXT, reeling off the listening stuff and then just going, how are you doing? But just, <laughs> yeah. just the really, it's the little, when you, you really shout, it's fine. It's when he just, he just says something really, really small and then just goes, how you doing? Yeah, this is, like, this is completely unrelated, but just because I've listened to stuff and on the walk here, I was listening to the Stone Cold podcast yeah. with Bill Burr on and there's a five minute bit at the beginning that is the best bit of, of podcasting I've ever heard because Stone Cold spends five minutes l- listing places he's had emails from. <laughs> <laughs> and it's genuinely just like, I even got one goddamn email for it and just, just list some places firstly going through all these places in America then places all around the world and it's literally five minutes long and it reminded me of that of the listing stuff it's, and how you're doing I was like it was just building a build like, this is amazing he's is never it, gonna stop yeah. is it as good as when Steve Austin like I love it when he he when he does the, the reads for his adverts on his yeah. podcast like and and adverts and podcasts are important and yeah. and a big part of how people make a living. But I love how he reads his. Yeah. Because especially he had one campaign that was for a dating website. Yeah. And just hearing Steve Austin give men dating advice yeah. <laughs> is just it's like by the end of it you're like, I'm scared of you now. I, yeah. I feel I everyone has to visit I, the website. In fact, kind of t- tying it all in. Did you hear the club on Jericho's podcast? Not yet. I've got to listen to it on the way because it's brilliant. Because AJ does an amazing Stone Cold impression. And they, they all just do loads of impressions for all, and they're all a bit drunk and whatever else. It's amazing. It's really good. Oh, excellent. Um, but hearing all of the club just taking it in turns to do Stone Cold impressions <laughs> and arguing with each other as Stone Cold. It's, oh, it's gold. Um, the main event. We'll do the main event. We'll quickly talk about Raw and then we'll we'll get out of it. Um, I mean, um, you've missed the big a, a promo section of, of my f- favourite promo guy in Jericho but of course, right, Jericho right. no, no we can move on to the main event right, we will say on the RKO was genuinely out of nowhere yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the only bit I thought was great was Jericho just keep going oh RKO out of nowhere is it now how about now <laughs> is it now and I was like, like that's so funny I was like, literally the problem tears. is is the crowd found it funny yeah yeah. and that's the problem because maybe he'll. that's his problem now <laughs> like, he's healing but he's yeah, yeah he's over on the, the comedy but, side of it is it now but that's when he was in WCW, <laughs> and my favorite, one of my favorite promos of all time is the thousand and four moves yeah. one, yeah. where they go to a break with him reading a, a roll of printer paper of, of moves, moves, and he's going armbar <laughs> two, <laughs> the the three handled moss covered family credunza, which ended up being Saturn's finishing move just because of that joke. Um, and he just and they come back from a break, and he's still in out, and they time it so when he comes back from the break, he goes seventy two. Armbar, yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. But but he was meant to be a heel then, and that was yeah. the thing that started getting him over. Yeah, and people started go, like uh, also the the Goldberg one he does, where obviously Goldberg's always accompanied by security to come out, and he have him accompanied by security he goes out the wrong door and gets locked out. Brilliant. And, it, Brilliant. and this Brilliant. is all meant to be an idiot, but unfortunately it's the right side of being yeah. funny, and so then you end up being. It's why it's so hard to stay as a heel for ages. Yeah. Mm. Um, but speaking of heels. 
get to the main event. Yes. Um, so in this match, we have Dean Ambrose, super babyface. Um, shouldn't, by strict speaking wrestling terms, should not be a babyface. He's, he's almost a Steve Austin-like anti-hero. Yeah, does like nothing it. really to be a face. Does nothing really to be a heel. Mm. He's just a nutcase. Mm. Um, then you have Seth Rollins, who in theory is the heel in this match, who was cheered more than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And then you have Roman Reigns, who in theory is a babyface in this match and was booed not just out of the building, but out of the state. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the questions we've got, and we've, we've had this question before, and I think we'll keep getting it until eventually this happens, but Wayne Outram said, um, why don't WWE pull the trigger on a full Reigns heel turn? Now, I'll give you, I'll say my opinion on this, Wayne, and that is, he's already a heel. I don't need to do a heel turn on it. Mm. In many ways... The biggest, for you know, for example, when CM Punk was was around, the biggest heel in WWE was John Cena. He never needed to be turned heel, but fans like me booed him. Mm. Now that means he's a heel. If people are already reacting in that way, he's a heel. No matter how they're trying to position him within the company, he is he's a heel, and he's going to remain a heel. And, and unfortunately, through him having a ban for 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 the drugs test thing, he's going to remain it. He's going to be even more of a heel now. Mm-hmm. Um. What I liked during this match was, yes, from a WWE programming standpoint, he's presented as a face. In this match, he worked as a heel. That was my thought on, yeah. on, on Raw as well, because yeah. again, ended up in the main event, him against Finn, who's clearly a face, mm. to get, so it, yeah. and, and it, him putting him over, it did, it's starting to feel like he was, he was even he's becoming yeah. an actual heel. Yeah. But even also, in the promo he's before that beard. match, backstage, yeah. always here. Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah. I thought in the, going back to the New Day match, because uh, Xavier came out with a, beard, with a beard, I was like, he's going to turn, he's going to join the wife. Genuine, I said it to my wife, and she went, I mean, idiot. Um, <laughs> it's quite simple, but, but I do you all through that match. He is he is reacting to the, and whether or not he's doing as he was told or he's just reacting to it. He's smart, and I think that match and his two matches on Raw, mm. he is great. Yeah. And I know I've defended him a lot on him. I don't get you can boo him if you want. I thought that whole match was fantastic. Yeah, but if you want you, you can boo Roman Reigns, fine. If you choose to boo him, fine, because you're allowed to have that kind of visceral outward reaction mm-hmm. to a wrestler. You, whether you choose to cheer or boo someone, it's fine. Someone in this country who's as as big a babyface as possible, like Will Ospreay, you will always find two or three people who boo him. Mm. No idea why. I oh. presume they're people who can't do a cartwheel and get angry about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? But but you will you, you are allowed within your rights to boo people or cheer people, whoever you want. However, and I've said this before, if you chant you can't wrestle at Roman Reigns, watch the last couple of days of his career mm. and go, oh, hang on, and you're going to be rusty because you've been suspended for a month. Yeah. No, you're clearly very good, and his timing's good. And, it, and it, with three guys who are clearly close to each other, but, but again, they're always portrayed as being these guys who came up together, but they're not. Mm. They're three very different people. Roman Reigns is from an American football background and from mm. a family of wrestlers. Um, uh, Dean Ambrose... Who was a deathmatch wrestler, mm. right? That was primarily his thing. He was everyone knew he was good technically, but he was doing you know he was doing deathmatch tournaments for yeah. CZW. This is a guy who is is covered in scars from doing very very crazy stuff. And then you've got Seth Rollins, who was in was Ring of Honor champion and, and was involved in in big things there. They are from very very different backgrounds. They've obviously spent some time in in what, what was FCW, what became NXT together, and they've come through all at the same time. And clearly, there's a tight bond between the three of them, and that's why that match is so good. It goes back yeah. to the point about Owens and Zayn. Mm. You have three guys who trust each other in a match like that, and three ways can be three ways can suck because mm. 
it's always like four way matches are different because everyone's always got something to do. Yeah. Three ways are hard because someone has to spend quite a lot of the time lying around, yeah. Yeah. kneeling against the canvas. Yeah, and, oh. <laughs> but the way around it, but the way around it with this is to go. All right, well, we're going to call back our old, our old finisher when we were the Shield and the, yep. the promo package before this match as well. Awesome. Oh! Yeah, for real. The only thing that would have made it better if his Creed soundtracked it. Um, <laughs> 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 Because that's what they always used to do. Hashtag my sacrifice. And, um, <laughs> but um, it, yeah, it was a wonderful main event. And by the time this came on, it, it felt like this pay per view was really long. Even though I didn't, there wasn't a bit of it I didn't enjoy. Even the, there was the, a chunk they sped through because when it was ninety minutes left, I was looking going, we've got four matches left, and the Jericho thing mm. I was like, this is going to overrun. Yeah. yeah. But then I guess the Natty and the Miz bit. A flu so they, I guess, they allowed enough to go to go quickly. But there was a lot of there was a lot of matches. Yeah, too mm. right. I mean, were we surprised at? Were we surprised at? Well, well first of all, I ask you the question about about Reigns being a heel. Like, do you think they need to specifically turn him heel? Because I think he's now a believable monster. Like, what they established in that match was, if he has not, if he's got no handicap or hurdle in front of him, he is bigger and stronger than the other two, yeah. which yeah. makes him a monster, right? So I think they've established that. Do we think? Do we think WWE will actually make him a proper heel? Uh, I, I think that if they've ever got designs on him being the baby face, like the guy, the guy they want him to be, mm, very yeah. clearly, I think he has to go heel first. Yeah, it happens right. with all of them. It happens with all of them I, like, I, when they go. You just make him cool. Yeah, just make yeah, him cool yeah. Again. exactly that. <laughs> yeah. Like, like when, like the the boos are so visceral because. They've, they they kind of pissed a lot of people off with the constant like the constant pushing yeah. whether yeah. we want it or not and no matter how vocal we are and because of that it makes you feel like we're not being listened to we're going to react what's, against it more. What's amazing is that this has happened before and it was The Rock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they're related. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you think they'd learn? Austin's face turn came about by being heel. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. uh, I think that he needs... Roman's never been cool. Like, and he needs that. And once yeah. they've got ways... And they've got ways of finding that will connect with people with him being cool in that way, he can then flip them into his face game. Because at, at the moment, it's like, I understand why women like him. I understand, understand why why um, why kids like him. I understand why women like him aesthetically. Um, I understand why kids like him. But... Like as a as a character, there was there was a Heyman did a did a promo in the run up to Lesnar Brock uh, Lesnar Reigns, where he told a story about his uncles used to take him down to the beach and make him do this and that and mm. fight people and blah blah blah. Like it gave us more depth to Reigns' character mm. in that one promo than we've ever had with him. So my problem with him, like as as like if you want me to like this guy. I've never been given a reason other than he's really hard and he wins. Like, yeah. like there's no, there's nothing beyond surface level to like about Roman. I feel like I he, a heel turn would would give him that depth. It's not because, you know, oh, because we boo him. Because half of those people that boo him would stop booing him uh, if he went heel. Yeah, but it's there and written as the heel turn because he can just be the grumpy, moody dude yeah. who got who's hated by everyone because you see it in him as you said if it was his real reactions or acted reactions mm. he doesn't look like he's enjoying it out there well, one thing and that I, can be a good thing that can be him going out and just smashing through people and going away and not, all, not you know, all he needs guys. to do one day is just is is come out have 
Um, and I, I really, I thought they'd do this with Cena a little while ago. Is when you got people booing and, and just trying to do a promo, and then literally just snap and just tell them to shut up and just walk backstage. Yeah. Which is something they, they did down. a bit with Seth Rollins with that whole, oh, you cheering, mate? You're not getting a promo. So yeah. they can do it that way around because they yeah. they made it so people didn't cheer him yeah. as much. Um, and I think doing something like that would be amazing. I mean, they do like occasionally to use someone who may or may not really be a member of the public in the front row at wrestling yeah. shows, and just the idea of someone at the front booing him. And Roman just punching him and walking, the, walking yeah. to the back. Mm. Imagine now everyone would just go, what did I just see? Yeah. Be tremendous. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I'd, 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 I'd vouch that people would respond to it by going, yeah, I like it. I, wish, I at least respect it more than yeah. anything maybe, else. More than maybe that's about. the problem. Maybe they don't want to turn him heel because they're actually pleased with the reaction that he's getting at the minute. Because he is at least, he is getting really he's getting proper heat he's getting more heat than a lot of members of the roster and maybe they worry if they actually turn him heel people will start cheering him <laughs> yeah. maybe that's yeah. the problem yeah. that's what's going to happen though isn't it really and oh, we're such smart arses aren't we wrestling fans we're the so worst I, I, just, <laughs> like, um, I just want a reason to care that's it like that's all I've ever yeah. wanted with he still sells an awful lot of merch to like women and kids and stuff mm. so when that when they find someone on, I guess, on the Raw roster that's going to take that place, and, Finn Balor. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, it might happen. I mean, yeah. I went to Cadbury World once. Yeah, yeah. And I came out into the shop and I saw a woman wearing a Roman Reigns T-shirt and a kid wearing a Roman Reigns T-shirt, and they weren't together. Yeah. And I thought it's quite striking that in that environment where there's you, you don't yeah. expect to be loads of wrestling fans, there's yeah. like two people wearing. A wrestler's T-shirt it's and it's the same yeah. guy. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And that seeing that just made me think, okay, yeah, he's money, so they're probably going to protect that investment by not turning him heel yet. And again, and again, that's a consideration we don't have as fans. Yeah. You know, and we always have to appreciate that. We'll, we'll quickly, we're going to discuss Raw. I'm going to give you the Raw headlines, and yeah. then we've got a couple of questions about Raw, and we'll have any other issues, and then we'll get out of this hottest room in the world. <laughs> um, uh, Warren, who produces the show, has actually melted during the course of yeah. this. He I'm starting horrible. to get that thing on my hands where True, when you've been in yeah. the bath for yeah. too long. Yeah. It's, um, endearing. So, Raw headlines. <laughs> um, squash matches are back. We've got a question about yeah. that in a minute, um, uh, <laughs> which is great. Um, uh, it's going to be Finn Balor against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for the Universal title. Um, uh, we had a lot of people asking on Sunday night and Monday in the daytime before Raw going, do you think there's going to be a title on Raw? Yes, uh, in particular, uh, Jack, Common, uh, Jack Connors, who asked that. Um, uh, we've got a new women's champ in yes. Sasha Banks in one of the best women's matches that's ever been off of a pay-per-view. Absolutely mm. am- amazing ever. match. Great match. Moonsault to the outside. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mental. Off you go. Yeah, um, crazy. We have the two four-way matches to set up uh, the final match, which was Reigns against Finn Balor mm-hmm. to decide. And Reigns against Finn Balor was great. Uh, Reigns' matches have all been quality, you know, quality main event. He was in a great match with, with Finn Balor. The four-way matches are different because they're all there to, sh- to showcase stuff, but he still looked brilliant in his. Yeah. Um, Nia Jax made her debut. Squash match. Love a squash match. Uh, we set up New Day versus the club. Uh I'm gonna. I'm gonna always call him Adrian Neville. Returned. I don't like. I don't get when people only have one name. Mm. Right. Because and as well, in America, maybe they think Neville's kind of a romantic name, but in this country, it makes him sound like he runs a corner shop in yeah. Leeds in 1962. Definitely and mates who, with Norman Wisdom. Who, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Who's that guy? Neville. Oh, <laughs> oh, it's not as exciting, is it? Um, 
But it's, it's good to see him back. And he had, it wasn't really a squat because he was against Curtis Axel. So it wasn't a massive squash, but it was still only three minutes of a TV match. Ooh. And Braun Strowman, with his new haircut, had a squash match. Now, Adam Richardson has asked us, the return of squash matches, is this great for momentum or is it a waste of time? Um, I'll let you guys answer before I give my answer. So uh, squash matches, great for momentum, waste of time. Depends on how long it goes on for. Yeah. Like some like I, it feels like the last time that they did this and it worked was was Ryback yeah. when Ryback went into that uh, Hell in a Cell match with Punk and you were genuinely like well, he might be the guy that ends yeah. it mm. but then since then every time they've tried it Baron Corbin in NXT booed Lord Tensai booed like I think I feel like the 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 age of squash matches is a bit behind us yeah. by all means show us squash matches for. For like two, three weeks, show us their move set so we know what we can expect. Cool, got it. Onwards. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree on 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 the length of of the run of it. Both of this was presenting new people, kind of. Yep. Um, mm. That are both meant to be monsters, mm-hmm. so you need them to come out and mm. smash someone. Now you've just sp- split the rosters up. There's not tons of people that you can That's that you want to risk point. throwing under the under the bus. So mm. you bring someone in. You know whether they've got a chin or not. Mm. That dude looked weird. <laughs> yeah. um, I loved him. I thought yeah, he was yeah, one of the best yeah, things about Raw yeah. this week. Yeah. In fact, him. they gave him a promo as well. Yeah, 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 I like, I like and apparently, he sold it as. I mean, I didn't know I was going to be fighting Strowman, <laughs> so I'm just going to do my best. It was like, I mean, obviously, we all all already knew you weren't going to win, but you should yeah. know. Yeah. 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 But and, and this is the thing that I think is a more a wrestler like you, Roy. Is squash matches are a good thing for wrestling. Yeah, because it used to be the case before the performance center the way you got noticed by WWE and you got signed was you did a squash match or two or three or four or five mm. Mm. and eventually maybe they signed you and sent you to developmental in either Ohio or in Florida that's what happened Yeah, and now it's you get spotted way before and you go to the PC yeah. So it, I, I don't know, and I don't know if the the enhancement talent that they used are from the PC. I've not had a chance to look it up, so I don't know if they're from the Performance Center or yeah. not. But it used to be the case that that's how you got noticed. Uh, a yeah. great example of this is someone who just did loads and then eventually got noticed, Colin Delaney, mm. who ended up um, in uh, in ECW and a big deal in ECW yeah. like a few years ago. And and it was just, but everyone like you know people like CM Punk, Colt Cabana, everyone they all did enhancement matches. Mm. So I think from that point of view, of pushing wrestling on is good. But it, like I say, it's the move set thing. If you want to really understand someone, and in the case of Braun Strowman, you've only seen him in six-man matches and be a monster, or you, uh, in the case of Nia Jax, you've seen her on NXT, but you might not have seen her on Raw, mm-hmm. you've got to bear in mind, because Raw's on telly, there's loads of people who don't necessarily have the network yeah. watching yeah, it going, completely. oh. Completely. So I, I do think it it's good. I mean, I'm with you guys. If you overdo it. But I grew up watching wrestling where the, on, the, the only it? matches you saw were squash mm. matches, unless yeah, yeah. it was a pay-per-view or Saturday night's main event. Yeah. The only time That's you true. saw... So I used to have videos full of them. i get my mum to record superstars every week. And it'd be like, what's this? Macho Man Randy Savage is wrestling someone for 30 seconds. He's literally not even going to take his jacket off. Yeah. When it comes to the ring, punch him in the face, elbow drop, done. But all I wanted to see was Randy Savage do the elbow drop. Yeah. I didn't care about the person he was beating. Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally yeah. you can use this, you can subvert it and use it to, to bring someone forwards. You know that's pretty much how they how John Cena debuted. People forget. Mm. Yeah. You know John Cena debuted One, two, three, uh, kid. as yeah, San Cena Morella. But like we mentioned yeah. um, Ryback, and when he started doing it, that was what made me interested in Ryback. So I think he, like, his segment's going to be him squashing some local guy, mm. and it's always entertaining. And when he started doing the double, what was it? Shell shock. Shell shock with two people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah, pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. And um, 
whenever you knew whenever you had that segment he was going to squash someone and maybe they might do that with Strowman I don't know yeah. but um, I liked it so. yeah. and it's a, it's a good Raw if you've not seen Raw yet I mean we it's have really spoiled good. most of it for you but it's still yeah. great like, it's still genuinely great. <laughs> if you've not seen it yet, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, why would you listen to a podcast before <laughs> yeah, for real. watching Raw? I don't, <laughs> yeah. you have, you, if you've got like you know two, there three hours spare, why are you listening to podcasts first? Uh, coming up next My is only. two hours of us talking about everything that happens on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We've, I, I, how are we doing for time, Warren? Have we done two hours? Yes. Six minutes, over. Wow, but it's still better than the 97 hours we normally do. Because it's really hot, and i got to get a train. Um, So I'm going to let my guests plug some stuff. Uh, We'll start with you, Roy. Plug some wavy things. Okay, Um, firstly, plug my Twitter, at bodyguy underscore. My DMs are not open. I don't know how to open them, so... (laughs) It's in settings, mate. I'll show you in a minute. Right, cool. Um, (laughs) My Facebook page, bodyguy Roy Johnson. Um... I don't want to give out my email address because I get weird, like, gym questions. <laughs> it doesn't mean from me. That no, no, my no. questions are not weird. It means no. people just going, have you had a Mars bar, a, a protein gets, Mars bar he yet? He gets an email saying, what do you think of squash matches? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jim sends his weird um, gym questions to me via Facebook. Yeah, or, I do. Uh, I got or in person. So. Yeah. Um, I think to plug. Um, the chap show this weekend. Jim will probably do it anyway, but I'll just say it. So yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, um, anyone who's coming down, it'll be fun. Awesome. Um, uh, thank you, Roy. Um, bees. Uh, that's not metal podcast. Every single Friday, uh, we sum up the best of what's gone on in the world of rock and metal uh, news, uh, reviews, and the classic album. And if you like the idea of long form podcasts, we've got a subscription model. Uh, that's not metal dot net, where you can download a six part. 12 hour Metallica special or a yes. four part uh, eight hour Slipknot I was going to say how long is the Slipknot one mate? Oh, it, was, it, was, it was eight hours but like when you consider that there's like so much happens with these bands like like Metallica doing 12 hours you'd think well you must have been mentioning what colour their socks are like mentioning Glastonbury headline was like a two minute conversation yeah, yeah. like so much has happened in their careers so yeah that's not metal every Friday on iTunes and SoundCloud as well thank you Beast. Uh Pip um, just firstly I mean their socks are definitely black are they priest socks like I'm Father Ted <laughs> are they properly black or are they normal human socks and they're just a very 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 dark navy <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the very dark navy album didn't have the same, <laughs> same ring to it as the black album <laughs> brilliant um, all I'm going to plug obviously the network um, I've got the live um, version or the my, my live podcast and book launch at the Leicester Square Theatre next Wednesday um, so come along to that and and the networks Say Why to Drugs is blowing up on the network now and st- stop and search as well so yeah and Distraction Pieces I should mention that I've got a podcast Do you mean, the, you mean the, the podcast that gave the network its name yep that's right <laughs> it, it got its name it's got Chris it's, I've had Chris Jericho on and Will Ospreay and Jim and loads of really good people so, yeah. 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 Uh obviously this podcast is part of the Distraction Pieces network. That's why we get to do it cuz Pip's a nice bloke basically. Um uh my stuff is my website. Jim Smallman comedian is my Facebook at Jim Smallman on Twitter. If you ever tweet me about wrestling in particular this podcast, always use the hashtag Tuesday Night Jaw because I get a lot of other tweets that are mainly football based abuse. So, uh, <laughs> I can dis- differentiate then uh, it's just better than people just all the time just tweeting announce Mares at me 
mate. Um, so um, uh, sorry, Jim. <laughs> you're not having him. You haven't got the money. Um, hashtag Tuesday Night Joe. If you tweet me about that, um, uh, and obviously my wrestling company I'm involved with. We have a show this weekend. Uh, it's already sold out. You might be able to get a ticket uh, through our return site. Probably not. The big one to plug: September 25th, Brixton Academy, Chapter 36. We're going to need a bigger room again. Uh, tickets are on sale for that. We're down to I think the last couple of hundred for it so it's doing pretty well so uh, progresswrestling.com if you want to watch all of our shows for about a five or a month depends on the exchange rate because Brexit's knackered it um, uh, then it is uh, demand-progress.com that's all the stuff uh, thanks for listening don't forget we are part of the Distraction Pieces Network check out all the other great podcasts on said network um, quickly we'll plug Warren's band this is Bricks yeah yeah, this, yeah this is Bricks.com this is Bricks.com uh, check them out because Warren's great uh, and we like him and I'm not entirely sure if he likes wrestling or not but he sits here nodding and laughing so. and they're actually playing a gig on Friday uh, oh, are you playing on Friday the New Cross Inn I believe the New Cross Inn yeah. so come Excellent. on down second show ever yeah. So, yeah go go to that on Friday I'm in London on Friday if I get off stage, I'm going as well. Good. There you go. Um, it depends, depends on a baby. Um, uh, <laughs> might be back next week with a mini episode. Depends on a baby. Uh, <laughs> thank- <laughs> might be back next week with a mini human. <laughs> might, just, might just get him to do it. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.